Hello there, I'm his you could call me JD. And ahoy on Colin Book Hunter, also known as Just Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode 106. Welcome. Ahoy. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games, you name it, we probably talk about it. Uh, this is a special episode in a way because it's such a big episode. We have so <laughs> yeah. much to talk about. This one... I mean, we we were talking about this in the in the pregame, and it might end up being two hours. Who knows? I, Maybe we love to talk. <laughs> might be two parts. Uh, but but it's also a, a big episode because uh, for those of you who typically listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, uh, you may know that we're also on YouTube, which was originally just for the hearing impaired. Uh, but we decided that we are also going to put video of us on YouTube. So if you want to see our pretty faces on uh, YouTube, you know. Uh, <laughs> You'll pr- probably see me drinking water about 500 times during the podcast, uh, yeah. <laughs> brushing my hair a lot, and uh, uh, maybe just flipping through comics sporadically. You can check us out on YouTube, which is, uh, I believe the channel name is just The Hero Story, correct? Yeah, just YouTube.com slash The Hero Story should get you there. It's weird, because we've been doing this for like two years, two and a half years, really, over 100 episodes, and we've never done video podcasts before. We have not. We typically don't even do video when we're recording because we don't want to waste the bandwidth. So yeah. this is new for us. Uh, we we've done video a few times uh, during our last interview with Williamson. That was all video, and that was actually really cool because like mm-hmm. uh, you could see me, you know, with a big smile the entire time. So uh, yeah. That was, <laughs> so uh, with the uh, the flash run ending soon, we will probably have the writer Joshua Williamson come back on again pretty soon here, and hopefully we'll have a video podcast of all three of us then. Yeah, that'd be legendary. Yeah. I mean, I, I would even do like a if you know Josh wants to a mini YouTube clip of uh, he was showing off his collection to us one time, and he said that he was gonna go through his garage and stuff. I would love to just like get an inside look at that. That'd be awesome. That, that'd so, be really cool. I wonder. If <laughs> so maybe, ta- maybe we could talk to him about that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, th- this is a huge episode as stated in the beginning. Uh, Timestamps in, in description if you want to skip around. But this is this is the one to listen to full throw. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that is because of this bad boy right here. Three, Three jokers. jokers. Something that. Oh has only been in my dreams since 2016. Uh, it's pretty crazy that it's actually here. I, uh, you know, th- there was times in 2017 and 2018 where a young JD thought to himself, is Three Jokers ever coming? Nah. And, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> J- Jason Fabok said, hold my beer. And uh, it's actually listen, here. I, it was I, delayed. I, <laughs> so it, it, was, much. it was delayed a lot. I mean, this was first announced in 2016, 2016 in Dark Side War. And then, teased in dc rebirth one and then kind of never talked about again yeah so, even in the regular batman comics it was never mentioned so there were times where we're like is this actually happening like with and especially with jeff's track record at the time of doomsday clock being viciously delayed shazam delayed like there, there was so much going on with mm-hmm. jeff personally we were like is, is this book ever going to come out and I, I kept saying, like, um, listen, I was bummed out about waiting because I, you know, I wanted the book so bad. But at the same time, I knew the way Fabok was talking about it, you know, the way his art was going to be, the way he was taking his time. I knew it was going to be perfect. So I said, you know what? I'm mad, but it's worth the wait. And whew, it is worth the wait. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. It's it's. It's, I guess it's so yeah. good. Even just like holding the book in my hands feels so surreal because I've been waiting for this for so long. I guess I've never even heard your thoughts on this yet. I just realized because you didn't get it Tuesday. You got it Wednesday, right? I did get it Wednesday. Yes. Uh, yeah. You guys in the group chat were talking about it mostly on Tuesday because mm-hmm. so so for those who don't know, DC Comics uh, dropped Diamond Distributing as their distributor uh, and they about moved a month on. Ago. Yeah. yeah, about a month ago. So 
with their new distributor, comics for them are actually coming out on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Unfortunately, and this is true for both the shop at my college and the shop <clears throat> at my home, they get them on Wednesday still. So same with my local shop too. So. Oh, I oh I didn't realize. I thought your local shop got them uh, Tuesday. No, Wednesday. So, so so the problem is the spoilers like Tuesday morning at like 10 a.m. There's spoilers on Instagram, and it's a minefield of me like, <laughs> like swiping through, right? So and, and I still want to be involved. You know, I still want to look through posts, but I'm like, oh my god, I can't. So this week I was like, oh, this is gonna be a tough tack because there were three huge comics out this week. Not only right. did we have three Jokers, which was huge, we had Daredevil Annual. And uh, Flash, Flash 760, which, I mean, maybe not as huge in, like, the comic scape, but to me, I thought it was huge because last three issues of Williamson's run, you know. And this, it this, this, brought it was back, a pretty big like, one. returning and, uh, yeah. characters. So, yeah, it's still, I was still considered a big issue, just not as big as Batman but, and Daredevil this But week. the spoilers I was ma- mostly worried about is Three Jokers. I follow a lot of DC accounts on Instagram. I follow a decent amount of Batman accounts, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm going to see so many spoilers. So <laughs> I fortunately was not spoiled and after reading the ending of this book i am shocked that i did not get spoiled because you name a big comic in the last you know since i've had history of the flash i've been spoiled on it so (laughs) you know this was this was uh delightfully surprising to not get spoiled Um, lucky there yeah so yeah my local shop they get theirs on wednesday and i was like oh i'm not gonna wait a day for this i want this now and i i know that i'm hunting down all the variants because there's like, uh, I think there's six, seven. Wait, you're getting all the variants? I want to. <laughs> I haven't got seven dollars a pop. You're a madman. Uh, Ten here in Canada. <laughs> oh my god! You almost made me spit on my water. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Uh, YouTube.com/slash/HeroStory. But uh, <laughs> I was gonna plunk. <laughs> but basically, um, so I decided since my local store's gonna get them on Wednesday, I'll get like the Batman cover then, or just any of the covers that I didn't get, and I'm gonna go hunt them down today. So on Tuesday, I went out to hunt them down because I live in a city where there's like 20 comic stores just spread out around. So there's a lot of options. And I decided to go to the biggest one first. They didn't get them. They're just like, oh, no, we get our comics Wednesday. I'm like, I didn't know that. Dang. So I went to one nearby. Same idea. We get our comics Wednesday. So then I just started calling places. And the first place I called after the first two I went to had them, had them all, in fact. So I'm like, okay, I'm going there right away. And as I started going there, I got pulled over by the cops. Not for speeding, oh. not for speeding, because I forgot to register my vehicle because I was in Australia during the time that I had to do that. Oh. Completely slipped my mind. And then the officer, so I, I posted this on my story, like I have this weird story to tell. The officer thought I was a criminal, like straight up. Maybe it's the look. I don't know. But he's just like, do you have a criminal record? I'm like, no. He's like, mm-hmm. And he started like taking <laughs> notes and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't. It's the, I think it's the mustache. Probably. Yeah. I look like a villain. I started doing this stuff, and he's just like, hey, we might have to tow your vehicle here. I'm like, oh, no. And so a lot of stuff happened. And basically, he was just like, hey, man, I'm going to give you this ticket. If you don't pay it, like, you will get arrested, and you'll go to jail for 45 days. I'm like, what? Why? I'll, I'll pay it. Like, I'll pay it. It's all good. Like, I understand. I'll get my vehicle registered. <laughs> but he was like, he clearly thought I was a criminal. And he's just like, has this happened to you before? And it has two years ago. <laughs> so i'm like yeah he's like oh and you didn't pay it because of you didn't want to show your record or something i'm like i don't have a criminal record <laughs> but anyways this trip to three jokers cost me way more than i thought but i ended up still getting it i got the uh red hood cover i got uh the the batman cover i got the one with the crowbar and i got the uh one of the special ones the ones with like that's like green and purple 
the one the one twenty fifth variant. Yeah, yeah. So if a comic store has one has gets twenty five copies, they'll get one of these covers, and then if they get a hundred copies, they get a black and white cover. Yeah, the the Virgin. Uh, I, I think it was Joker with a crowbar. It was Virgin Joker cover. with a crowbar, and it looks so and hot, and it's already like a hundred dollars. Yeah, I was sending that guy down too when I couldn't find it anywhere, and I was calling yeah. stores. Yeah, to yeah like, good, good luck with this? that. You're not getting that. <laughs> yeah, I called one store. I'm like, do you guys have this? They're like, yeah, but it sold out like when we open our doors. <laughs> like, yeah, no. that, that's okay. no surprise. Oh, but yeah, I'm gonna get this CGC probably. So looking forward to that. Anyway. Uh, well, so okay, I have a three Joker story. Quite not quite exciting. Uh, I, there's so much to unpack here. First of all, I, I feel like you've gotten pulled over a decent number of times. I feel like I've seen it either on your personal story or on Comic Hunter story. A speeding ticket here, and it's happened you know, once or twice. A, a seatbelt violation more. there, and you know all these uh, all these I violations. Like, I like to go fast. I'm sorry, but that's not a criminal record. Like <laughs> this, this, kids, this is what happens when you listen to the La La Land soundtrack while driving. Exactly, or like the man. Steel soundtrack when flight oh, well, starts. Well, listen, that that's acceptable. <laughs> uh, you know, you were doing eighty and a forty, but you were listening to Man of Steel, so we'll knock yeah, it down for it you. Makes sense. I was actually um, yeah, so 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 that's that's a tough that's a tough situation. Uh, yeah. For me, I recently moved back home from college because my fall classes got announced to be online. So I was like, you know what? They're online. It doesn't make sense to live near school. I'm gonna go back home. So. I had a really great comic shop at school where I didn't need a subscription service. They had some, it was a big shop. So they had, you know, multiple copies of everything. And I typically went like right as they opened. So I really never had to worry about missing a comic unless they missed a shipment. Mm -hmm. So it it was really good. And then I realized, Oh crap, I'm going to be home when three jokers comes out. I'm not going to be there. So I'm like, I need to order it. Unfortunately, I did not order it until let's see. It came out August. What? 19th uh, I, yeah i probably ordered it august 5th so like two weeks in advance which is i mean for those of you who know about ordering comics the the final order cutoff date is probably like a good month and a half before that so i really screwed the hooch so you got given that i knew i ordered it so late and my comic shop has told me before like if you order late we if we get extras we will pull it for you but there's no guarantee and i'm like that's fair that's yeah. fair yeah so uh, that, was, that was a good voice crack. Yeah, yeah I was hoping uh, no one noticed. <laughs> I got that. It out. <laughs> uh, so, so I decided, you know what? Just in case they don't get it, I don't want to be left with no three jokers. And then after it sells out, I'm going to have to get it for a crazy price. I went on eBay. Trust uh, trust eBay. I advertised for eBay, what, two weeks ago when I was telling you guys about the trades? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, last yeah. week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so now I'm advertising them again if you're missing a single issue and at least you're in the u.s i don't know about canada but if you're in the u.s ebay is a pretty good site a lot of people will try to jack you on some comics but uh, Mm -hmm. i was able to get both copies of three jokers the batman uh the batman cover and the joker cover the a and b and the card for 13 dollars, which is pretty good considering the book is like seven bucks each so uh, i was like okay so i have that coming that's coming on the 29th so I was like, all right, if I get that, it's going to be laid off to buy it digital, but at least I'll have two copies. And yeah. as Hunter mentioned, CGCing, I would like to get, uh, maybe I'm thinking a little crazy, but I really want the Batman, Batgirl, and Red Hood, you know, covers CGC together. And they are doing a signing, for, for those of you who don't follow CGC comics, they're doing a signing with Jason Fabok and Jeff Johns uh, in their CGC signature series. You send yeah. them the book, they sign it, and they grade it. And it gets the yellow label, which proves that they watched them sign it. Mm-hmm. This is 
um, big. They have like a, a ton of signature series, but uh, I've personally never partaken in one. Hunter has never personally partaken in one. This is the one that obviously caught my interest. I mean, Jeff Johns, he's the, you know, all hail the greatest comic book writer of all time. So, <laughs> exactly. uh, so, you know, I'm very excited for that. And I'm like, oh man, how nice would it look having just all those covers, you know, side by side by side with the 9.8, which is the perfect rating with the signature and the yellow label. Like it's going to look so pretty. Then I saw it's $110 per item. If you <laughs> want both of them to sign that. it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe just one Batman cover. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it, you don't have to submit it to like December, so I have plenty of time. But, uh, but also for for those who don't have an interest in three Jokers getting signed, uh, you could also get Jeff to sign an item and get it graded. So uh, if you have perhaps Doomsday Clock, you have old Green Lantern or Flash issues, Aquaman, Dark whatever. Justice, Justice League, Dark Side War, Justice and uh, League, th- yeah. this may be your chance to get it uh, signed by Jeff and graded. So. Uh, and I mean, it's only eighty dollars per item with just Jeff signing, which is still a little steep. But you know, yeah. it's, it's Jeff Johns. So, and I, I mean, I don't really know the history of CGC Signature Series, but I've never really seen Jeff Johns do one. So, no, unless it's a, like at a con, yeah, where they so, have CGC people there and they watch him sign it. But so I've this, never this seen, may, yeah. This this may be a big, uh, you know, big deal for people who want that Jeff yellow label. Uh, I personally, like, after realizing, like, all right, maybe I can't send in all three three Jokers, I'll get the Batman cover done by both of them. And then I was thinking, like, as Hunter pointed out to me, Doomsday Clock number one, which is, that's a, that's a hot that's comic. A and I have, the Rorsch- one, yeah. I have the Rorschach cover with, I'll take it out in a minute. I have the Rorschach cover with the, you know, it shows, like, the Trinity logos. I have that on, one, like, too. Yeah, the, where you so, can turn it. Yeah. I, I might get that one signed. I like that cover. I mean, a lot. first I appearance of Rorschach 2, My Marionette. My and... Marionette. Yep. So that's pretty it's, good. It's, it's a big one. So, and then, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, I've been hunting down a, uh, Wally West's run in single issue from Flash 1987. So I need only eight issues to complete the entire run. And that's a 260 issue run. So that's, you know, pretty impressive. That is impressive. So <laughs> yeah. one of the ones that I still need is flash 197, which is a bit tough to get because it's the first, first appearance, appearance of zoom. Yeah. Uh, not the first appearance of Hunter's Zolomon though. He appeared earlier, but it's the first appearance of zoom. It's a tough one to get. So I may be getting that book. If the CGC, you know, if, if everything lines up properly, I might get that book. And get it graded and signed by Jeff because I think that would be uh, quite epic. That might be the most pricey CGC you can get from Jeff too. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's got some iconic first appearances. I, I, there might yeah. be some in his Green Lantern run, and also I'm trying to think like you know from like Aquaman number one or something like that, or Just League number one mm. with him and Jim Lee. Like I know they did a Midtown signing for that, so that that's got a big hit. But either way, it's definitely one of you know Jeff's biggest issues of yeah. his career. So mm-hmm. if I could get that Doomsday Clock one and three Jokers one signed, I would be a very very happy boy because they would all look so pretty on my wall. They and, would, uh, yeah. This wall, this if you're on YouTube, this it's wall, blank. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a little blank. It's my school background for now, but it could use some CGC comics. So yeah, that'd uh, be good. That'd be good. So, I got a few behind me. Kind oh, of, so kind of so pretty. Sorta, so, you so, know. I'm so jealous. I have a CGC membership, and I will be getting books graded uh, books graded soon. But oh man, it's just, I'm 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 so jealous of those those frames, and they're so pretty. I know they're uh, nice. Yeah, first appearance Black Manta, first meeting between Spider-Man and Daredevil. I'm, I got a decent start. But anyways, 
Three yeah, Jokers this, this, came this, out. This, this was like a huge tangent, but Three Jokers is out this week. <laughs> yeah. And it is beautiful. Before we even break down, you know, the book, just just give me your initial thoughts. Like right after reading your first thoughts, what were they? I was nervous to open it up. I was afraid it wouldn't live up to the hype, but it did, to be honest. Also, because we've, we've seen, a, I thought we've seen so much because Fabox posted a lot of pictures online and even Entertainment Weekly has been posting photos online from the interiors, but oh my god <laughs> wait did, did you feel like we've seen a lot because when i was reading the book like typically like you know i'll try to look at like you know i follow most artists so i'm like did i see this and like sometimes you'd be like all right i saw a good amount of this scene when it comes to three jokers the only one that i really remember seeing is the bat light when they're in the aquarium yep and the opening scene with um him crashing into his father's grave right right but, but I'm saying anything else, maybe the Batcave and, oh, maybe the scene with Alfred, like we saw a little bit of that because people were like, Alfred, what the? But for the most part, I felt like I didn't see a lot of this and and I was happy about that because, you know, a lot of it, you know, I mean, first of all, Fabok art is, you know, I, I could say this without question. He is the best artist in, I wouldn't comics. even just say DC Comics. I would say comics. he's the best artist in comics in general right now. I mean, 100%. Every, everything he, like, he doesn't touch much. But everything he touches turns to gold. I mean, Dark Side War is absolutely beautiful. The stuff he did with the button is absolutely beautiful. Swamp Thing, uh, Detective Fist. Comics One Thousand. Yeah. Uh, the the page he did beautiful. So, yeah, Swamp Thing was Swamp great. Thing Winter Special. He, he, he's done so much great work. So you know, seeing him on a full book and really a full long book is really mm-hmm. nice. And so many like you know, even when it doesn't have you know text on it, just seeing a panel of him drawing is so good. Like it's especially so... especially the stuff at the aquarium, I thought was so cool. Even like the scar scene, the scar scene was was really detailed, really good. Yeah. Uh, the bat flashlight on the oval when it turned on, I thought that looked so cool. And big credits mm-hmm. to Brad Anderson who's doing colors because oh, it, he it nailed looks it. Really, really good. He's so good with lighting. <laughs> like yeah, this, just flipping through this, I'm like, damn, this was. Yeah. This was a comic. This was a good does, comic. Does, does anybody else kind of want uh, Jason Fabok on a Rocket Raccoon solo after seeing him draw a raccoon? Yeah, his <laughs> raccoon's actually really good. Makes you feel bad for it. But yeah, anyways, into the story itself. Now for Jeff's side of things, what did you think of Jeff Jones? I mean, obviously I hold Jeff to a very high standard because he's he's built that standard for himself. <clears throat> he's put out so many iconic books. You know, not not just iconic runs, but so many like iconic stories themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to say something is like this is going to be one of Jeff's best stories, I think is a very you know hard thing to achieve right off the bat. I'm like, this is going to be one of Jeff's best stories because from whatever. And I haven't read all of Batman Earth one, but from what I've read of Batman Whoa. Earth one, I, I haven't read it all. I Whoa. I know. I know because I read it in the library. So I've only read the first volume. I need oh. to get the trades myself. I was about to say. Jeff has written my favorite Batman story ever. Really? Which is Earth One, yeah. I don't know if I said that on the podcast wow. before, but Earth One is my favorite I, I, I've Batman I've never heard comic. you say that. Wow. I did yeah. not know your favorite Bat story. Yeah, it is. But anyway, that, that's also saying, got great art in it from uh, Gary, Gary Frank. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff works with a lot of talented artists. But mm-hmm. but anyway, um, so r- right off the bat, I'm like, you know, Jeff John's Batman is not something that we see that much, right? We saw him in, obviously, Batman. he has Batman Earth 1. But other than that, he's never done, like, a solo Bat book. He's done pretty much every other hero you could think of in DC of, like, the main seven. But he, he yeah, has... he said in an interview that they DC actually wanted him on Batman for Rebirth. And he said, really? Mm-hmm. He said if he were to be on a Batman book, he would want, he wouldn't want to just do a run. He would just want to do one story. Which and is he would three, want that, three Jokers right three there. Jokers, yeah. 
And he would want that one story to impact Batman's history. Like he did with <laughs> Superman and Doomsday Clock. Like he did with every character he's ever touched, really. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, this is his one story that I wanted to tell for Batman. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just based on the first issue, I really feel like, and, and we were talking about this before. Uh, we've probably talked about it on the podcast before. Every time we got any bit of like a crumb of three Joker's news, <laughs> I I would always say like this has potential to be on the Killing Jokes level, if not better, uh, especially mm. within the impact. Because whether or not you like you know the Killing Joke as a story, it has done so much to impact the Bat mythos. I mean, it yes. moved Joker from silver age cheesiness to holy crap that's a real villain also mm-hmm. it moved barbara gordon to what be what would become her best role in comics in my opinion as oracle, oracle. Mm-hmm. and then it also even darkened how far we can push a batman story and how far we could push batman so just the impact that it had like it, it pushes so far and i really feel like and i don't say this about many modern stories but i really feel like this could have a crazy impact on a car on the character and and batman's a tough character to have an impact on because oh, yeah. so much has already been done with him but this it's it's crazy and and even the, the, like the the idea of three jokers right because the idea of there's three men that are the joker like the jokers existed for 80 years but now we're gonna retcon that there's three of them like j- just the initial idea you're like that's stupid like why would they ever it, do that you know you don't touch the it joker. honestly is but yeah <laughs> Like, like, especially with comic retcons, I mean, there's characters you just don't touch, right? You don't touch Batman. You don't you don't touch Joker. You typically don't touch Superman. So, you know, to get something like this, I mean, that that's pretty huge. You're changing every Joker story ever. You, like, going back after, assuming, reading all issues, you look back at a Batman story with Joker and you'll think, which one was this? Well, um, well and I, I was going to say that towards the end of this issue, mm-hmm. because... Um, there's definitely a debate as to which Joker was spoilers killed. And, uh, now, now I think, you know, um, who was it? I mean, I sent the post to the group chat. You would comment on it. That's, that's how I saw it. Um, but someone said that the Joker, uh, that was killed was the same one who did death in the family and killing joke. Correct. Or they were saying maybe the post Maybe the post was saying whatever the post was saying. It was saying that the Killing Joke Joker and Death in the Family Joker are the same Joker. Yeah, and and they were saying like it's pretty proven. I thought that was more of a theory than anything. It is, but but, but I think what's going to be fun about the next three issues or now the next two issues after this is putting together which Joker is <laughs> which, and like you said, going back in old stories and saying okay, which Joker did Death of the Family? Uh, you know, which Joker was involved in, you know, like certain certain events in DC Comics history. Like, that, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so I, I kind of, I guess let's just talk about the death since we're at that point here. So within this issue, uh, one of the Jokers is captured by Batman, Batgirl, and Red Hood. Batman has to go find the others. So he leaves Red Hood and Batgirl to kind of just watch over Joker until the Gotham City Police Department arrive. And during that, this joker taunts jason the entire time saying like oh like you're my robin look look at you like you were psychic now you're my psychic going around shooting people disobeying batman that's exactly what i want my robin to do and he's triggering jason and Uh, by the way that was like amazing writing because i was like wait a second he's got a point yeah he did (laughs) so that, that was really well done and seeing uh jason have tears in his eyes that helped his character so much like it's he's afraid of joker in the end yeah. he's angry at him but he's afraid and you see him have flashbacks to him being a kid getting hit over the head with a crowbar by the same man maybe the same man 
Uh, eventually, he does end up shooting this Joker in the head and killing him. So, which is satisfying for redhead fans, I bet, because, I mean, you can't have Jason kill Joker because Batman eats Joker for future comics. But in this case, you can't have him kill Joker. I don't know if it is killing Joker joker though i feel like that is just the death of the family joker and if it is the killing joke joker i'd be disappointed oh well i was gonna i was was gonna say that if that is the killing joke joker then yeah not having him have an op you know talk to babs or taunt babs at all and i guess you know obviously he doesn't know it's babs but talking about his achievements like why would he not bring up the killing joke so and and yeah i I thought that was a weak fan theory that they're the same one because I, i think that adds way more depth that each Joker is attached to each bat uh, of the three that we have for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. One is attached to Barbara, one is attached to Jason, one is, one is attached to Bruce. Exactly. So, so I, 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 yeah, I kind of like quashed that theory. Like, nah, there's no way it could be the same one. And even then, during the meeting of the three Jokers, uh, you see one of the Jokers dressed in what he was wearing when he shot Batgirl, and one of them dresses what he's wearing when Jason kills him here. And so I feel like the one dress, like with the fedora on and the Hawaiian t-shirt, that is the one that shot Barbara. And that is the one who is still going to be around next issue. So one other theory that I found found was interesting that I want to bring up since we're talking about theories here. Next issue, Killing Joke Joker, assuming that's him, is going to die. And the last issue, the other Joker's going to die. You think all Jokers are going to die? I think it's very possible that every Joker will die here. And then I don't know what DC will do then. <laughs> I think that's a possibility. Probably oh, not. Man. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, my, my thought, obviously, after the first issue is that if death is on the table, two of them will die and we'll be down to one Joker because you don't... I, I feel like going after the story, you don't want to have the idea of, you know, which Joker is running around and, you know, you don't want to have two Jokers at the same time. So I was thinking yeah. we'll be down to one Joker regardless. I don't know that DC has the balls to kill all three of them. I... I I really don't think so. (laughs) I mean, listen, listen, Jeff is the goat. You know, there's, there's a reason for that. I don't know that they'd kill Joker. I mean, listen, maybe, maybe they're willing. I mean, they killed off Alfred and I didn't think that was going to happen. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good point. So it's possible. I mean, we'll have to wait and see Uh, the anarchist Joker, like the main Joker. He said for their plan, like they want to try to make a better Joker. So maybe, these three Jokers will die and a new one will emerge, a new modern take that'll be completely different from the others. Hmm. So, there's this plan to, quote, we do what we always do. We try to make a better Joker. So, they have a plan. And it's not just, hey, let's go kill people. I'm sure it's not that. So, they have a plan for sure and we just have to wait and see. One thing with the Joker dying, one of the Jokers dying, does this mean that this is the only interaction we'll get between the three Jokers is this three-page meeting? I wouldn't I be not. surprised if we get some flashbacks because I, I explaining like yeah, yeah. Like more of the plan and more of like how, how did the three jokers meet? Yeah. I mean, I know Joker doesn't have an origin, but like, at least how did they meet? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like do they just all of a sudden decide, Hey, we look the same. You know, like, let's, <laughs> you look let's like me. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I gotta say, cause we talked about the art, but I feel like I didn't, fully express myself the pages <laughs> where they were doing the flashbacks like the killing joke one especially mm-hmm. and also the death in the family one because that's Fabok, like originally drawing it you know it's not it, it's not like using old panels you know mm-hmm. it's Fabok's take so to see killing joke which is iconic art from brian boland to see it like this is amazing and how it 
he draws it in the very killing joke style, but it's still Faybox style and it's like so beautiful. And then the killing or uh, the uh death in the family seeing it from Faybox's point of view. It looks beautiful classic. because Joker finally doesn't have a 20-inch chin <laughs> like he does in the original. If you look in the, if you look in Death in the Family, Joker has like the most square and like 20-inch chin yeah. uh, when he's when he's killing Jason. So and in he still case. gets the square chin here, like especially that bottom middle panel. But oh man, it's it's so good the way Jason draws it. I mean, and this at the same is time it looks classic. Yeah, like I I, w- I thought I would die on the hill that you know, Faybox's best work was Dark Side War. I think this issue tops it. We'll have to wait and see before it's I say my opinion on that. Because <laughs> Dark Side War is my favorite comic. I don't know if it could be beat, but maybe we can here. I don't know. We'll have to. I mean, because I, I just think like it's it's also it's also like the perfect designs of every character. Like to me, that is the perfect bat suit. Oh, yeah. To me, that is the perfect Batgirl suit. And to me, that is the perfect Red Hood suit. Yeah, everything it fires on all cylinders. Like I've, I, I personally, I've never really been interested in Batgirl's look uh, post Burnside when they mm-hmm. changed it to kind of like the purple teen With the type look. Yeah, suit. now uh, it's like she lost I, I the think, cowl. Yeah, yeah. Now she doesn't even have the cowl. I think this is like, like when I think of Batgirl, this is the suit that I imagine. Same thing with Batman. I love the yellow oval. Yeah. Um, and Faybach doesn't like. I think some artists can make the yellow oval look cheesy. This looks absolutely perfect. Like every design is on point. And yeah, this is a. It, it's a ten out of ten book because it's you know not only is it pushing the boundaries in writing, but the art is also just you know top notch. Yeah. It, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's two. Yeah, that's what we'll be counting here. Even then, like, Red Hood, I wasn't keen on the suit when it was first revealed, like, two, three years ago. But now looking at it, because it's more of, like, a hoodie than a leather jacket, it's so good. And I love how it has, like, the Robin lines by at the top of the chest. It has, like, the R on the belt, which could stand for Robin, could stand for Red Hood, could stand for... I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, where, where, where is he going with this? Right away, I'm just like, was he called something else no no he wasn't never mind <laughs> race and rod uh i love how he has the red belt and even around the boots he's got the red there so it's just highlighting a bit also the helmet I'm, i like the helmet so much right Joe, right oh, for so the past good. year has had kind of like a mortal Kombat kind of mask with the hood up i get yeah. his red hood i i prefer the helmet 100 it looks way better and even then when the helmet gets knocked off you got that mask there the robin mask underneath to show hey where he came from Oh, 10. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Although, I was kind of like, ugh, when um, Gaggy came back. Yeah, that was surprising. Gaggy, the little the little hobbit that Joker carries around, I guess, as his jester. Weird character. Glad he died. <laughs> he's just like a creepy guy with like a bull cut and a taser. And it's like, all right, glad he's dead. But no, because no, of offense, that, no, no offense to creepy guys with bowl cuts that listen to a hero story. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I had a bowl cut too, actually, as a kid. So, you know, I had it for years. But Gaggy, he's it kind of adds to the mystery too, because uh, who says it? Either Jason or Batman says Joker hasn't used Gaggy in years. Why is he bringing it up now? Showing that oh, one of the Jokers is from you know, the Gold and Silver Age. So, I like that. That's a good attention to detail, actually. Now that I think about it more. Gaggy's the best part of the book, actually. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. The book uh, was an 8 out of 10 before Gaggy. But once Gaggy shows up, it goes to a straight 10 out of 10. 100%. Um, what coverage did you get? I don't know if I asked. Well, so I so when I went to the 
Oh, well, so I never actually finished that story. So I ordered from <laughs> eBay. I just realized I never, I never went full. I went too full circle where I started talking about CGC. But uh, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, um, so I, I went to the comic store fully expecting them not to have it because they said, you know, I ordered it so late, and I knew I ordered it so late, so I ordered it online. I, I get there and I'm like, hey, they, they know, like, I don't even have to say my name. They know my name and they, they get my pull list. So I'm like looking at stuff in the front of the shop. Like they have um, like a cool comic rack that has like old issues like Death of Superman and, you know, some minor yeah. keys of like first appearances in the front. So I was just kind of flipping through those a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, all right, I got your comics ready. So I walk to the register and uh, it's uh, Flash on top. Then uh, and I could see Daredevil underneath. So I was just expecting those two. So I was like, oh, thanks. And then uh, like he hands them to me to kind of like inspect them first. And I'm like, this feels heavier for two comics. And I'm like, I pull out the third <laughs> one. I'm like, oh, whoa, it's three Jokers. <laughs> and uh, I, I, my voice probably wasn't that high. I wasn't sounding like a mouse. I'm, but, hoping, uh, I'm hoping it was that high, actually. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, but but so uh, so I was like, oh, you guys got three Jokers. And he's like, oh, yeah, we got, we got a ton extra. So uh He's like, even though you ordered it late, we ad- we added it to your poll. I was like, cool, oh, man. Thank you. <laughs> Just so thank you. So now now I have two versions of the uh, the the Joker cover with the crowbar, which is fine. I could take you know whichever one's nicer. If I want to, you know, sell the other one or even you know give the other one away to a friend who I think would enjoy three Jokers. So yeah, uh, yeah. so that's uh, th- that's that's the full story of how I got three Jokers. I was delightfully surprised to get the comic and uh my my comic shop owner was telling me that uh with the trading card that came with three jokers the joker and batman yeah uh, what's the back Daybok. look like right oh just like a regular joker card okay yeah yeah it's just like a regular like joker it's got like a dc logo but yeah the joker yeah. did you not get one no I don't know if it gotcha. shipped in Canada or not but yeah they weren't gotcha. available well, well so well, well my comic shop owner told me about it is that when you order it the card comes for free but when you order it on the the site where you get your dc comics from they have like a list of like you know you you click like i want this many orders of three jokers and whatever all the way at the bottom like past all the trades and collectibles that you could order that week that's where the trading card was it wasn't included when you click you know check on three jokers so my uh, shop owner was like oh i wonder how many people didn't end up with the trading card because they didn't realize that you had to also check another box Maybe that's the case for why I didn't get them, but possibly. Yeah. Now, uh, I will now have two copies of this. So I next time I send you a package, I'll send you a oh, copy cool. of it so you could have one. <laughs> Thanks. I don't need two of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds good. I could add it to my collection of things that come with comics, like the Batman Catwoman wedding checklist. I still have that somewhere in my dresser as well. Yeah. I still uh... have that. Yeah. I found it the other day, actually. Like, oh, this was a disappointment. Oh, <laughs> Anyways. A big disappointment. But you know, it wasn't a disappointment. Three Jokers. Yeah. Three Jokers was beautiful. Ten. Three Jokers was everything I wanted. <clears throat> I'm The biggest devastation is that I have to wait a month now. And yeah, please, please, please do not that, let that get delayed because I, I don't know if I can wait long. <laughs> it won't unless there's another global pandemic. Because <laughs> they, Jeff Johns was like, man, I really messed up with Doomsday Clock. So they weren't even going to announce the release date for issue one until... Issue three was almost complete. And well, Fabok said recently, I think that issue three is done. So Well, well, with 2020, 2020's track record, another pandemic may come by yeah. the time the next three Jokers comes out. So everyone yeah. will be infected with laughing gas and look like the Joker. But hey. yeah, uh, th- this, this comic was truly beautiful. It was truly amazing. I think 
it has very strong potential to be 2020's comic of the year. 10 out of 10. Real quick before we go to the next comic, you know in the issue where Batman and Batgirl, they find those three people that were infected and one of them is alive, so they put him in the ambulance? Yeah. I think that's one of the Joker's theory. Because it oh. looks like the Joker. Well, I mean, yeah, of course it looks like the Joker. Like, but like He's supposed to. But yeah, he's supposed to. like He's all dressed up and everything, but I feel like that actually legitimately is one of the Jokers. That would be a pretty cool undercover type thing. Yeah, because um, they, they said, like, oh, the fingerprints were burned off. There's no way of identifying who this really is. Probably just a homeless person. Let's just put him in the back. I'm like... I feel like that's, like, the story... Being way, like, way too much dialogue to just be a random extra. <laughs> yeah, because it could have been, like, oh, his name was, like, John Doe, and he lived in here. Let's just tell his family. The end. That's one panel. But instead, they went through, like, a few panels being, like, oh, we can't identify who he is. <laughs> Therefore, I feel like it's somewhat important. I feel like we'll see that guy again in the next issue, or the third. But, yeah. Theories. Anyways. Well, I'm here for the theory. <laughs> I think that could be right. But, yes. 10 out of 10. Uh, next comic that was really shocking... Daredevil Annual number one. Is that the next one we're going to? Yeah, I just want to show off my, for the YouTube viewers, the one I was talking about before, the Doomsday Clock cover. For those who don't know, it turns, I don't know, it turns into the Trinity and turns into the Did you have that ready? <laughs> I, I was taking it out of the box. I was trying not to knock over my comic box while oh, okay. not knocking over my microphone. It was, for those who are watching on YouTube, you may have seen my Mission Impossible bump, 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 bump. I, <laughs> I didn't over. even notice. <laughs> I was so scared that I was going to knock over my box. But yes, I got Doomsday Clock one. Just, this will be created and signed by Jeff. Soon. Nice. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, Daredevil Annual One. This is something that I've been ready for since this cover came out because it is one of my favorite Daredevil covers. That's a Darsky himself did. With that the Chip himself drew. Chip is the writer. Chip Zdarsky is the writer of Daredevil. He's a fantastic writer. He also does some art. Uh, for those of you who have the Spider-Man Life Story trade. He did the cover for that. I mean, it's just like Spider-Man with a blue background, but it's pretty awesome. It's simplistic, but it's nice, yeah. Th this one is very nice. I remember when this cover came out, and I was like, one more today? Which, one more day, <laughs> of course, is an infamous story in the Marvel Universe uh, mm -hmm. with Spider-Man. So this... Fa fa famous for the wrong reasons, so... In this uh, case... Yeah, so, so this was like, says, okay. Yeah. Typically, one more day means we're going to be getting a retcon, which I didn't really mm -hmm. put together until I got the issue, and I'm like... I didn't either. I wasn't hey. ready for that. So JD said one more to today because the D and day is the Daredevil logo. So the two Ds. I, I do not all of a sudden have a stutter. It was, uh, it was. Yeah. For those just listening, not viewing, but uh, the cover itself is Daredevil. Like it looks like he's in like, you can't tell cause you can't really see the background, but like a boxing arena, he has his fist up and he's wearing like a yellow boxing jacket. With I, I originally thought when I saw the cover that he was wearing gloves, and then when I got home, I realized he's not wearing gloves. It would have been cool if he was wearing boxing gloves, yeah, in my opinion. Look, but I still love the gloves. cover. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic cover. It's one of my favorites, for sure. Not as good as Fabox. We'll say just because Three Jokers came out. Oh, but... well, I mean, that's like, you know, you're comparing <laughs> two way different things. It, it's still a beautiful <clears throat> cover, though. But right off the bat, I don't know how I feel about this issue. I don't. I need I... you to make my opinion. <laughs> See, I need you to make my opinion, because <laughs> I... <sighs> This is the first time I've ever felt like this reading is a Darsky Daredevil issue because, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, after every single issue, I feel like this, you know, warm feeling inside. I think they call it happiness because it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so good. I mean, it every is. issue, every issue is so good, you know, Hunter read, you know, so many in a row and he thought they were so good. And Nine, yeah. it, this one caught me right off guard from the beginning because I didn't expect this. Mm -hmm. we get the return of Mike Murdoch. Mike Murdoch, which is 
Matt's twin brother. Now, Mr. History of the Daredevil, a.k.a. Hunter. Kind of. Explain to those who don't know about the whole Mike Murdoch, but be prepared. If you get this wrong, Harper will be in your DMs. Go. Yeah, he's already typing. He has, like, his <laughs> finger already to type. Okay. <clears throat> Mike Murdoch was a character created a long time... Well, character created a long time ago. Basically, Matt Murdock has some issues with his secret identity. And so he decided to go by Matt Mur- Mur- Mike Murdock and say, Hey, my name is Mike Murdock, and I'm Matt Murdock's twin brother that you've never heard of, but I exist, and I am Daredevil. Therefore, Matt Murdock was okay, and Mike Murdock didn't exist at the time. Mike Murdock looked pretty much exactly like Matt, of course, because it was Matt Murdock just playing a role, except he could see. So Matt Murdock acted like he wasn't blind, and he's like, My name is Mike. And I am a rebellious brother that is also Daredevil. That kind of got retconned. It kind of got forgotten. Years later, in... Oh, Harper's typing. Harper's typing. Yeah, I forget whose run. It was, the, it was recent, though. It was one of the more recent runs. Brubaker uh, or Wade? Oh, no. No. Soul? Soul. Soul, yeah. His his run. I think. Oh, God. <laughs> I think Har- it's Harper, Harper is our fact check. Yeah, I think it's Soul's. He came back. Uh, so, Soul brought Mike Murdoch back as an actual character due to some because comics basically so mike murdoch became more of a character instead so matt so he brought mike murdoch back the idea but as a character and matt's like i don't understand i made you up in my head but now you're here and he's like yeah well i exist so mike murdoch existed but he didn't really have all his memories because he he didn't have a childhood you know he just he just existed suddenly and he was more of a rebellious character. He didn't really care because he was like, I don't, I shouldn't exist here. And then no one ever touched him again. So this is Zdarsky bringing this character back that was created out of thin air. And he's bringing him back. But in this case, in this issue here, the annual, so now we're to today, he decided to make Mike Murdoch officially a character throughout Matt Murdoch's life. So instead of just appearing in thin air, he now was born at the same time as Matt and grew up with Matt Murdock. Meaning when Matt's father died, Mike was around. So that's big retcon. Because Matt wasn't alone anymore. He didn't have that loneliness. Before he just had his father and then his father died. And instead of him being alone until he met Foggy Nelson, he had his brother. So, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, well, so for me, it was like... <clears throat> You know, I have I'm a, I'm a pretty avid Daredevil reader. I've read a good chunk of Miller's. I've read most of Bendis's. I've read uh, most of Wade's. I've mm-hmm. read uh, most of Brubaker's. Right, like I'm mo- most of these runs I've read. So I've never read Charles Sewell's uh, Daredevil. Uh, I know he's a pretty famous writer for his Darth Vader comics. His Daredevil was something that I completely missed. So okay, I Mike Murdoch to me when I started this issue, I was like. Who? Yeah. <laughs> because really my only experience with Mike Murdoch that I can remember off the top of my head is when I was going through my uncle's comic collection, it was like Daredevil, like number 28 or something like that. I'm probably wrong, but it was like an early issue of Daredevil from like his original run. And the cover is like a close up of Daredevil's face. And it says the death of Mike Murdoch. And I remember flipping through that. And I'm like, Oh, Mike Murdoch. I wonder. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, that's not his father's name though. So I was like, I wonder who that is. Yeah, Matt realized pretending to be Mike was a dumb idea, so he acted like Mike died. He faked his death in a way, Mike's death, and said Mike's dead. 
It's just well, I wasn't I, w- I wasn't too far off. It's uh, Daredevil forty one. Uh, oh, you were close. This is yeah. This is I don't know if you could actually see it on the screen, but it's, it says of. the death the death of Mike Murdock. So yeah, so he Matt faked his death posing as Mike to get rid of the idea of Mike because he realized this is bad, but then Soul brought him back, and now Zdarsky's really bringing him back by having him part of Matt Murdock's childhood. So being in a, as a kid, Matt really didn't change. He was still that kid. Where he's like, where his father was like, Maddie, you, you can't punch people. You got you to gotta punch the books instead. Hit the books. You know, I want you to be a, a doctor or a lawyer someday. You know, someone important. <laughs> that was still his father's way. And that's still what Matt saw. But Mike... But, if, the if, if they make a Daredevil animated series, I want you to voice Jack Miller. Oh, I already was casted, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be playing his father. But, <laughs> yeah. So in this case, you see right up from the birth. During, this all happened, by the way, due to this... um this rock that i forget the name suddenly the norn stone which is a stone that you touch you think and you could change reality it's like the reality infinity stone basically except it actually happens in this case so um mike was able to steal it and he used it to be like having exist so right from the childhood when uh maggie matt's mother decided to leave them uh you see his father not only would just map but with two kids banging on the door like maggie damn it maggie you can't leave us and so now is the father had to grow up not just with a single father with a blind son well just a regular son at this point but with a kid who was more troublesome mike was a very troubled kid he got into fights he picked on people he yelled a lot he did he placed bets on his father yeah very evil looking <laughs> he's got like the a stern look in his eyes so uh, when Matt be- when Matt was blinded, uh, he kind of stayed with Matt throughout the well, night. Well, so M- Matt took his place at work that day. Mike was supposed to be working, but he was ditching work for something. So Matt, because they looked the same, took his place. And that's where Matt got blinded. Mm-hmm. Correct. On his way to work or something, he had to push the old man out of the way and- with the truck. So his origin is the same. It's just in this Yeah, it's, it's just... It's it adds a little bit more like wrong place, wrong time. Or yeah, right exactly. Time, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. So now he was blinded, and then the same scene that's happened. We've seen this in other runs before, where Maggie visited visits his her son when he's blinded in the hospital, and he hears her voice saying, "Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't there for you." But in this case, Mike knows that his mother's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't there for you." But then she walks away from Mike. Which turns Mike into kind of more of a bad guy, getting in trouble, getting in gangs, getting kidnapped, having his father save him. So his father decides, you know what, Matt's going to college, he's being a good kid, but you're never going to be a good kid, so I'm going to train you to fight. So his father trains um, Mike to fight in a way, but Mike doesn't seem to care, he seems to not like his father, he gets more into shifty business instead, uh, doing scams on the street, and eventually... Uh, battle and Jack Murdoch dies and Mike seems to just not really care I, I didn't really get that he seems like he cares oh yeah he does care but he's like damn it I've like messed up big time well well, so, so I was wondering <clears throat> with the rock in the circle yeah and, uh, he's there and he says I'm sorry and he says I'm sorry and he's laying in the circle I, I was a little lost there what what the circle and the rock were well the rock is what you touch to change your life Gotcha. You touch it, you think of something, and something changes. So Mike, being the character that I, did, I just appeared out thin air, I didn't have a childhood. He used the rock to make it like he did exist this whole time. Oh, by so touching you can see the rock. like his whole life. The circle, I think that's just 
you know, to make it look more. Well, well, yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> the circle, um, yeah. I, I really liked um, towards <clears throat> towards the end, uh, really the last three pages, uh, seeing Mike Murdoch talk to Daredevil, not obviously not realizing who Daredevil is, that it's his brother. And uh, yeah, just, just kind of the way they talked uh, was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of in a rebellious <laughs> kind of way. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then at the end, uh, a guy named Butch comes into the uh, place after into the boxing ring after Daredevil leaves, and it's actually the Kingpin's son. Yeah, that's what it's kind of saying it is. Now the Kingpin has not a son since Bendis is around, as far as I know. Yeah, well, I, I could be I was, wrong about that. Well, I was wondering because I know about it in Bendis's run, but was it in anywhere else in more modern? Because I know Kingpin appears in other titles, but. Uh, yeah, the, the the last line of uh, of Butch is uh, my feelings about my dad aren't that complicated. Here's to you and me, and taking what's rightfully ours, taking what used to be my dad's. Here's to Wilson Fisk, and clinks the champagne glass with Mike Murdoch. So, uh, listen, Zdarsky said that this is going to build to, you know, the next, you know, year at year. least of Daredevil. So, mm-hmm. I'm here for it i'm just i was this was the first issue that didn't give me that feeling of like you know and it's not that it's bad because i i I still think it's you know quality it's written well it's just yeah it's written written well i was just i I think i was just really thrown off more than anything because i was like huh yeah looking back at it i'm actually enjoying it a little more because i think it's actually like there's a lot of potential for story there i'm a little nervous but i think chip has executed everything so well so far i don't see a reason why he won't execute this well i'm sickened but curious like (laughs) i don't like it i don't like the idea of matt growing up with a brother that was like rebellious and stuff i mean to be fair though and and one of the things that people have said about chip is that you know though his daredevil run is great he hasn't really done anything that really pushed the status quo you know he's done the daredevil's miserable he's done the matt kill someone he's done the i'm daredevil no more like mm. he's done stuff that is big stuff but it's not exactly pushing the boundaries for daredevil this on the other hand has potential at least to really push the boundaries for what daredevil is yeah. who daredevil is yeah what the character is all about and what the character could be i mean what will mike murdoch become will he be a villain will him and fisk's son team up I mean, there, there's. I, I just think there's a lot of story to be told there, and I could see it ending somehow along the lines of Matt and Wilson putting their differences aside to deal with Butch and Mike. Yeah, it's it's just there is. You're right. There is a lot of story potential with this character, and he he could be really good, or he could be. I doubt he'd be really bad. I, I think he'll be written well. It's just. I don't know how I feel about this change. You know, it's like, what if my name is Barry Allen. My mother was killed when I was a kid and my father went to jail for his murder, but I had my brother to be my family. You know, it's different. Uh, that flash story was already told. It is called Chain Lightning. Uh, Cobalt Blue turns out to be Barry's brother. That, Boom. Roasted. Okay. And the only person I had was my sister. <laughs> there. No, but I, I, I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. and And I think it is... Listen, anytime you retcon something, there's potential to mess things up terribly. But this is one of those things. I mean, maybe it's just because the run has been so hot because Chip has done no wrong. I really trust him. 
I'm I'm nervous. Don't get me wrong. I'm nervous because I think you know obviously a lot could go wrong in a recon, yeah. but I I really trust Chip, and I think Chip hasn't given us a reason to not trust him. So you know, under a lesser writer, I'd be nervous, but it's been so top notch. I'm ready for and and he would and and all the interviews about one more today. He would always say like. <laughs> Things are just teeing off. Like you thought Daredevil was intense for the first, you know, 18 to 20 issues. Just wait. I, I think this is going to be epic. Yeah. I trust him too. I'm just not the biggest. I mean, we've had superheroes deal with the uh, long lost sibling before. Like you just mentioned yeah. with Cobalt Blue and even Scott Snyder's Batman run hinted at Batman having a twin brother too. With with the Court of Owls. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still hinted, like still today that that's still canon that, oh, Batman might have a twin brother somewhere. It's just no one ever really talks about it. Yeah. But it's still technically canon. So we, we've seen these stories done before, but in this case, it's changed so Matt grew up with this person. Barry Allen didn't grow up with Cobalt Blue. Uh, Batman didn't grow up with... Or like Bruce Wayne didn't grow up with his Court of Olives brother. They just found out they existed later on. In this case, Matt grew up with this kid, with Mike. So it's weird. I don't know how I feel, but I guess I'll just have to wait and see. Well, I was about to say, we're going to have to let it play out. And, and this is something that you talked about on your Instagram story and that I replied to because I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. We have a month to wait till the next Daredevil and we have a month to wait till the next three Jokers. This is going to yeah. be tough. Yeah. But we have like two weeks to wait till the next Flash, right? Well, and well, and I was going to say, if it makes you feel better, I could be wrong here, but I think the week that three Jokers comes out, maybe I'm wrong, but I think the week that three Jokers comes out, and Daredevil comes out is also Speed Metal and Williamson's Last Flash, so that's going to be a huge oh, week. Jesus. If that is all in the same week, I think it is. So okay, yeah. Wonderful. Williamson oh. wants to talk about three jokers. <laughs> we'll, but we'll uh, do that after. But uh, but anyway, so that was that was Daredevil. What what what, what would you rate? I, I think it's such a hard book to rate because there's just it really just depends on what comes next. But I I for what it's worth, I enjoyed this. I thought it was well drawn. I thought it was. At least an interesting new story. I give it like a out of ten. Um, question mark zero? Question mark one out of ten? <laughs> I'm not like I don't know. I I definitely enjoyed it. I'm like you know an eight maybe. Yeah, I like, mean it's well written. It's just I don't know how I feel about the story itself. I think when the Mike Murdoch story is done, however long it goes, we're going to be able to look back at this and be like, this was either the launching point for something awesome or this was for the launching point for something that was meh. So Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully something Chip awesome. we trust. In Chip now, we trust. last comic before we get into DC fandom is Flash number 760. Flash 760. This was, uh, this was, a, good, this was a good issue. Uh Right off the bat, because we've been showing a lot of love to artists today, uh, love Christian Deuce's Flash. Uh, it, it was interesting to see him draw other members of the Flash family. He's drawn a little bit of Avery and Wallace, and I don't remember if he's drawn Impulse yet, but uh, it, to see him draw the whole Flash family, so. including Jay Garrick, other than Wally West, uh, including Jay Garrick, was really nice to see. Uh, he's got a very clean style. I, I love the way that he draws speedsters and uh he's someone who doesn't really he kind of has like a more traditional style of drawing speed where you know pre wally west they kind of did like the blur behind them as opposed to like the trail of lightning yeah and and in this run you've had the extreme you had uh carmine d gia domenico who did (laughs) 
lightning, lightning when you are laying in bed <laughs> and then yeah. and then you have deuce who draws i mean there's a little bit of lightning but it's mostly like the whoosh the effect which yeah. i like mm-hmm. um so this it was it was a beautiful issue uh you know just visually to look at as for the issue itself i i personally enjoyed it um i could see where some people would have wanted it to go another way i mean there's times where like you know it, it makes you question why not just use the reverse flash family because the things they a the things they do are pretty messed up you know they, they talk about yeah. digging up Nora allen's grave they talk about killing every single person in central city typically speaking that's not something captain cold would do that's not something his sister would do that's not something like if the team was the rival inertia and eobard and daniel then, west <laughs> and and well daniel west was redeemed but let's say he was misguided by eobard then yeah that makes a little more sense of them going like full out like evil when i'm seeing you know at the end we're going to kill every citizen in central uh, every citizen in central city and captain cold standing there i have a harder time buying that yeah well that's where it comes from later on the issue where captain cold and golden glider they're like no like grob don't do this like we're not that, that kind of person we're not those but villains. then but then they're there at the end yeah like, that, that was what kind of threw me off like yeah you wa- unless they're gonna tell me grod's controlling the mind which is that's fine but show that then you know like i i thought it was bizarre to have that in the same issue um but but point. let's look at the positives of this issue i thought jay garrick was awesome um just seeing him was so cool and there's a lot like of return of barry allen type flashbacks where when Eobard's in Barry's body, he messes up Jay Garrick, and here he's fighting Jay Garrick. Uh, yeah. Just seeing Bart kind of, like, fanboy out to Jay was really cool. Uh, yeah, when, yeah. Because when, Wallace and Avery have zero clue who this is, and Bart's like, he's the first Flash! Like, that, that, that was cool <laughs> to me. Dummy! <laughs> um, the references, like Williamson said, there's there's a lot of references. Um, I, I like uh, Eobard in Barry's body standing over Jay and saying... Yeah. Uh, what is hard water anyway? Because Jay's powers in Flash Comics number one came from him inhaling hard water <laughs> chemicals, which is like, it sounds kind of like vaping, but it's like a 1940s thing. It's 1940s vaping, basically. 1940s vaping. Speed. He was on a cigarette break while it happened. So um, that, that, that was a nice little reference there. Uh, like I said, there was cool references like uh jay actually brings up the rival which makes me question even more why is the rival not in this arc yeah, but also he exists it, it felt like when he said rival or and he gets cut off by bart obviously bart's the impulsive one he's gonna cut you off i was really hoping they were gonna bring up inertia but that kind of gets rectified later in the issue so mm-hmm. i want yeah i want to know your thoughts on that okay so we'll skip ahead a little to the inertia stuff. So that happened in the speed force, right? I, I loved a lot of the speed force stuff. I thought Scott Collins was a good choice for the artist there. I think he does a good way of kind of portraying the speed force mm-hmm. uh, with Jesse, Max and Bart. So all of a sudden uh, Thaddeus shows up, Mr. Uh, Mr. Inertia. I was, it's weird. I was surprised, even though he's on a future cover, I was surprised to see him. I was like, Oh, and I was like, oh, wait, no, he was on a future cover. I knew he was coming back. But still, I was kind of just like, oh, he's back. I was the same um, reason. I completely forgot he was returning. <laughs> I, I kind of like the way that Barry talks to him because it's exactly how Max talks to him in Impulse Mercury Falling when it's like, like. Oh, I don't want to fight you because you're. Just yeah, like, I, I don't want to fight you. I feel bad for you. Like, you know, 
I want you to have everything Bart had. And, you know, like that's you don't deserve to live like this, live a life of hate. So I, I thought that was really good writing for Barry there. And it's like some of the most like Barry Allen stuff that we can get. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, so I thought that was really good. Um, they they kind of had him pop out, but I felt like they left room for him to come back. And obviously, if he's on a future cover, he'll likely be on Eobard's team for the next two issues. So, uh, oh, is there only two left? Yeah, today this is 760. Weird. He ends on 762. Weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is what I said. It's it's sad, but you know, reading this issue actually kind of makes me wish we had an impulse title going on right now because not only did you get the Thaddeus Dawn stuff with inertia. But the um, Dawn Bart talking to his father, which no one's corrected me on that, so I think I'm correct. Um, from <laughs> when I mentioned last time on the podcast, that to my reckon my recollection, I don't think Bart has ever spoken or interacted with his father. I, I can't think of a time that it happened. It, maybe it happened in passing. I just I truly cannot think between the impulse title and the flash title, and that's kind of my wheelhouse. I can't think of a time it happened. Harper. So <laughs> this is them interacting and. Uh, it's it's really short. I, I would have liked for it to go on a little longer, but at the same time, I understand you have so much to cover, and well, you're down to your and last two issues. issues. Run, yeah, so. even then, Bart's like, "There's so much I want to ask you, but I'll come find you." Which, which again, it feels like it. It almost felt like they were setting up something with Bart because he's like, "I'll, they I'll are, catch up yeah. with them soon." Yeah, like I'll, I'll come catch up soon. I just got to deal with this thing when I'm on my way. That's what I was like. Is there like, is Speed Metal gonna lead to a Flash family book? Please. I mean, if it is, like, I will. <laughs> Like, oh my god, that would be so beautiful. But, please, please, please. Or but, at least, like, death metal. At least but it almost it, it almost felt like they were building to another, fl- uh, like, a Flash book, whether it was Impulse or Flash Family. So, if that's the case, I'm excited. Um, and like I said, I, I really want to get more of Williamson's Bart. I think he has a good understanding of Bart, just from the little pieces we've seen, and he should be on Young Justice. Too bad it's being cancelled. Yeah, he's still um, impulsive, but he's not always impulsive exactly he's you know he's returned (laughs) to be the flash at some point yeah um barry's return to uh to his body was pretty good i like the way they drew it i could like picture this kind of like in an animated way so yeah like like an kind of almost like an explosion sound effect with static Uh, so so we get the we are the flash moment (laughs) which i made the (laughs) i had to make the meme about of course and yeah there's a lot of iris accounts wishing death upon me because of this uh actually <laughs> yeah yeah they're not so happy wow i actually didn't even really mean i mean listen i'm i'm no fan of the cw in general but i, I this the purpose of this meme was more that the quote is more fitting when it like i pe- people will accuse me of not understanding we are the flash on the tv show you don't I, get I understand it, it. <laughs> I, I do get it. Like, you know, she's saying we're married. And when you marry someone, it's like the two of you become one in a way. You guys are much more connected. And when you're a superhero, I guess you're even more connected. I totally understand the line. I just thought it was a very awkward line, especially at the time. Uh, but the meme was more to point out, like, CW, no. Comics? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was what I meant by the meme. So to the Iris accounts who... Let's say they're I don't think uh, you're very good at defending yourself here. I think that's still not a good thing for them. You see. I, I, I mean no harm. I think Candace Patton's a very talented actress, and I think, you know, her portrayal of Iris. I mean, I, I don't think the show is good in general, so maybe I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I'm I'm digging my own grave further here. But Yeah, um, you are. Just stop. <laughs> we we have we have the we are the flash moment, which was like, okay. In I, my I point it's... of view, that that's also just saying like we are the flash as in, hey, look. 
Barry's there. He's the Flash. Jay's there. Who's the Flash? Bart's there. Who was the Flash? And there's these speedsters here. Which yeah, Max, all... who was the Flash for a day. Jesse, who was gonna fill in Wally's shoes while he was gone. Like all these Wallace, characters who, could be the Wallace, Flash. who's the future's end Flash, and Avery's the Flash of China. So yeah, we are the Flash. Damn you. Just connected all the dots there. I completely forgot about Future Zen and yeah, Flash of China is a technically Avery's official superhero name. Yeah, the she's Flash. Flash. So, yeah, um, huh. yeah I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a fine moment. I I really wish Wally West was in the panel because you know seeing all the Flash family together is cool. And I'm I'm waiting for it in Speed Metal because I know we're gonna get the panel of them all together. But uh, he's busy sitting on Mars saying he's tired of these Earth and these people. <laughs> um we, we get max and bart's short reunion it's more of just max and it's like reunions can wait bar we have some scores to settle like i said i feel like they're building to a flash family title because it seems like a lot of it's like wait 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 so we can wait <sighs> bart and the the new writer is going to be doing like what a dr alchemy story yeah it, it seems like it's very just barry it it, it almost feels like a filler arc i mean we'll see how it actually is yeah but... it does sound like a filler arc so hmm you might be onto something here I hope you're awesome. <laughs> William Williamson's next title is Flash Family. Honestly, I'd be okay with it. If he wrote the Flash Family, I'd be okay with it. I would too. I love that actually. He really gets all these characters. So yeah. Huh. But uh at the end we have uh Reverse Flash has gathered everyone around to kill every single person in Central City. Like I said, I think Captain Cold and Golden Glider and a few of the other rogues being there is a bit of a misplace, but it was cool to see all the villains together, um, and some flash villains that we haven't seen in a while. You got the Fiddler in the front, who's a Golden Age Flash villain uh, mm-hmm. from Jay Garrick. You also have uh, in the middle right there uh, Ragdoll, who's a Golden Age uh, Jay Garrick villain. Which um, is cool yep. to see returning. Yeah. In, in the top left, you have some Wally West era villains. You have Wally's version of the Thinker. You have Tar Pit. You have uh, Girder. You have uh, Peekaboo, who I don't think has been seen since Blitz. Honestly, I can't think of another time. I mean, maybe in like a full panel of, you know, everyone at, at lo- that's locked up. But uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Peekaboo. Uh, and I know it's just show off villains, but it's like every era of Flash has villains. You know, you have even ones that Williamson came up with, like blood work there. So uh, it's a cool last panel and two issues to go. Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't think yeah. this is the book that I would be dreading to end. But, uh, oh, man. Oh, man, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the ending, but I'm also dreading it in a way yeah i don't i don't want it to end it's been flash has been so good right now it's dc's best ongoing if you don't count like events like three jokers so yeah i really do yeah. like flash right I, I i really enjoy it too um I, I would give this book like this issue like an 8.5 out of 10 it it definitely has its mishaps but i i thought it was for you know for what it's worth yeah. it's good and like I, say I, said, 8.5. I, I, I really feel like we're building something better because Ah oh, man, it feels like there's a Flash Family book in the works. <laughs> Definitely, you'll catch me buying every single issue of it. So, of course. <laughs> All right, now we are just over an hour in, and we're just starting DC fandom. We just talked about just three issues for that long. I don't think we've done that before. I, I was happy. Listen, I, it didn't feel rushed at all. No. I was really able to get all my thoughts out. I, I liked it. So, uh, I talked about how I almost got arrested. It was a good time. <laughs> Me losing my train of thought in the story. It's like it's a good time. Yeah. Now for uh, DC fandom, which happened. How was work, yeah, so, JD? <laughs> well, welcome to the news. Um, DC fandom, which is uh, a first of its kind event, which is basically a virtual Comic Con for all things DC, happened this past weekend. Church. Yeah. How was uh, work? I, <laughs> Hunter was a smart man and requested off from work. Yep. I was not such a smart man and did not request off from work. 
I worked an eight-hour day on the day of DC Fandom, and uh, I was sad yep. because he I was missed most of it the whole time. He's just like, "What's the flash panel? I'll do my I'll do my break then." And then I tell him, and then like thirty minutes after the flash panel, I was like, "I'm going on break now." <laughs> I wasn't able to. Go I was about to go on. Yet. I was about to go on break, and then I get kept getting caught up, and then my manager's like, "Huh, what if you just wait half an hour?" And I'm like, "Ah, what if I don't?" And then I did, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Listen, I I was able to watch Snyder Cut live. Oh, nice! I was able to watch, well, at least the start of Milestone Comics. And then I was like, I I made the Mike Wazowski face like. And then I left <laughs> and um, I watched another one. Uh, I, I watched the Batman live. I watched. Nice. Uh, I watched another one live. I, I don't know if it was another trailer or something. Again. I'm trying to think because I, 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 I strategically took my breaks and I was like, okay, 15 minute break here to watch the Snyder cut. And then it's like 20 minutes. I'm like, and then it's like, uh, you know, an, another 15 minute break. And then, uh, you know, I, I was strategically going to the Home Depot break room. Home Depot. It's a great place. Uh, I went to their <laughs> uh, computer room to go watch the Snyder Cut trailer. And uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, these you watched way more of DC fan than I did of because it. you were off. I watched literally all. Of it. <laughs> you saw Which the weird ads of the tiring. claymation. Uh, what the hell was that? Oh, the ad. <laughs> yeah, there was weird Not Not even the ad, because it was like like Superman, Batman, and Robin, but they're like clay, and they're like weird looking. And, yeah, and they're voiced by kids. I don't know what yeah, it was. Yeah, I was, I I was lost the whole trying, time. Yeah, well, who were they trying to appeal to there? I didn't get um, it. I think Comic View was saying that they're old skits from like DC Nation, but they weren't funny either. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, uh, okay, this yeah. is awkward. Black Adam. <laughs> so uh, I, I watched the entire thing. I sat down. I remember I woke up early. I got some coffee. I sat down. I'm like I'm ready. Tim Hortons coffee. Uh, actually homemade because yeah, well, Tim Hortons homemade actually. I oh. <laughs> oh, I don't have it. I, I usually have some packets around me, but I don't have any at the moment. But okay, I, yeah. I just I needed to know that you know the number one name in Canada coffee was being uh, advertised yes, on Hero Three. Of course, we always Tim Hortons is not it's not sponsoring us, but if they want to, they don't even have to they pay just, us. They, they, don't even have to, they don't even have to pay you. They just have to send you coffee. I don't even drink coffee, so they can send it all to you. Yeah, well, I mean, send some for you so you can join my addiction. But homemade Tim Hortons coffee. I had that already. I sat on a, I sat on a chair and I'm like, all right, here we go. And then like five hours went by. I'm like, oh my god, there's still like eleven <laughs> hours left. I feel like Hunter oh, developed is... like a five o'clock shadow during this time. And yeah, was like, what like, year is it? I remember I, I got up when it was over and I felt like every bone in my body just cracked. <laughs> I'm like, wow, was that worth it? I don't know. But anyways, so since this came out about a week ago, if you from the time you guys are likely listening. Uh, we aren't going to go over like, oh, did you know that there is a Wonder Woman trailer? Instead, we're going to go say like the main things that happen. We might skip a few things. Like, for example, the Flash panel, the Flash TV show had a panel. Didn't reveal really anything in that. They revealed a few things here and there, but nothing worth talking about, really. So we might just skip a few panels here and there. I have made a list that I've sent JD of the main things to talk about that are important. Our general thoughts on it. Bit of information for you guys in case you didn't see it. And just... I don't know. Yeah, what we think of it. So the fandom started off with, by the way, fantastic intro. It played like the like a a better orchestrated version of the Superman movie theme, like the Christopher the Reeves Superman theme. Yeah, the John Williams. Oh, so good. And you can see like clips of everything in DC ever. You can see like anime Superman shoot, um, 
Heat Vision, then you see Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern shoot, a, shoot some Green Lantern ring, then you see Harley Quinn from Injustice 2 to, like, you see everything DC in this, like, probably two-minute montage. Uh, that that was a great way to start. I brought the hype. I was talking in a group chat with, like, five other people that were watching it live, and we're all like, let's go! <laughs> really, really hyped. And it started with Wonder Woman. So with Wonder Woman 84, they start off with just a general, uh, the cast coming on saying, hey, we filmed this movie, and it was pretty cool. Here's a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so then the trailer came. So that's the main thing to talk about from that is the trailer. What did you think of the... You, you saw the trailer, right? I imagine you Yeah, saw yeah. No, I, I obviously didn't watch it live. I, I had your guys in the group chat initial reaction, and I'm like, like, you guys were, like, all freaking out, and I'm, like, trying to get answers. Like, you guys are, like, typing stuff, like, in all caps with exclamation points, and I'm in the Home Depot aisle, like, <laughs> trying to and I'm ch- like, what, what did they're like, oh, the music's what, so good. Che- cheetah, Cheetah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what about Cheetah? So, uh, yes, I, I, I think it looks good. I'm still a bit skeptical of this movie given really? that i don't know i just it's such a weird it's a time piece i just don't want it to be cheesy you know that, yeah. that's my biggest concern it'll have cheesy moments i'm sure but it will i just you know i hope the whole overall movie's not like that and i don't know still with the steve trevor stuff i'm how are they gonna pull it off i mean yeah i don't know it seems like um we might we kind of got some answers in this where here i could give you anything you want and then it shows steve trevor so yeah maybe he just yeah i'm just know, wondering Oh man, wouldn't that be brutal if he gets taken away at the end of the movie, like when she defeats the villain and it's like That's what I feel like is gonna happen. Oh man, she's gonna lose him back to back. I think so. Because she's not around in Batman v Superman, so he's not old sure. either. I'm pretty sure he's just dead dead. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I really like Chris Pine and Steve Trevor, so I want him to live, but I understand if he doesn't. So well, oh. until it's until Wonder Woman 84 makes a billion and then they make uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman 2020 or 2025 and uh, he's back again. Yep. <laughs> the, the trailer will be the same exact thing. Except the ending is like parachute oh, pants. Oh, it's art. <laughs> They'll be like skinny jeans. Is or, everybody or, skinny <laughs> nowadays? <laughs> no, I, I feel like it'll be uh, it'll be like them showing him memes and he's like, and <laughs> like he thinks everything's a meme. He's like, oh, that's a meme. Like, no, that's a trash can. <laughs> We'll just recreate the trailer, but 2020, Wonder Woman 2025. Yeah. Comes yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it looks pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to watch it. Um, Wonder Woman's one of those movies that, while I think it's good, I've always kind of found it. I, I hate to label it overhyped because it is good. Don't get me wrong, it's good. I just when people were giving it praise as like the greatest DC movie since The Dark Knight and all that and. I don't know. I, I just, I felt like it was being talked about more than it actually was, even though I did enjoy it. I felt like people were kind of like, it's, it's almost like they were treating DC like the, you know, kid who does terrible in school and he finally gets like a 68 and he's like, woo, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like that's how they were treating it. So, you know, when, when Wonder Woman came out, I felt like that almost gave, and I haven't watched it in a while. I probably haven't watched it in over a year and a half, two years, maybe. So maybe I need to rewatch, but I don't know. I, I, I felt like it got, overhyped in some ways so that's, that's why fair. i'm kind of nervous it's gonna happen again with this one where it's like it'll be good but then it's kind of just like dc does it for the first time since the dark knight a we brand new that... direction for dc oh my god we see that every single movie we see it every trailer too look at the trailers for 
any trailer that came out this past Aquaman, weekend. Aquaman, Batman, Re- or uh, everyone's uh, like, "This Justice is League, it looks like DC is uh, finally starting to be better." Like, yep. oh my god, here Suicide we go Squad, again. Yeah. Look at yep. the Batman trailer comments. Looks like DC starting to be in the right direction. Get, About yeah, get time. Together. Like, dude, yeah. I saw you say this on Aquaman. I saw you say yeah. this on Shazam. The Joker. Yep. Like, yep. oh, that bothers me. Anyways, Wonder Woman. I think the Wonder Woman movie is really good. I actually really like it a lot. I don't have any problems with it. I got the comb there. <laughs> See? Yeah, I, I told you I'd be brushing my hair throughout the show. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so Wonder Woman 84. What do you think of Cheetah? Cheetah was the one going in that I was very skeptical about because I thought Kristen Wig is that Wig is I that think a so. her last name? Yeah, I, think Christ, so. I thought Kristen Wig was a very odd casting choice. I thought Barbara like Barbara and Minerva. I mean, she's Minerva? she's mostly known for comedy. Yeah, she, I mean, she's mostly known for comedy roles, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I when she got cast, I was kind of shocked actually. I was like, okay. Um, the trailer, I mean, it doesn't give you too much about her, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the story. I hope it's not too, you know, stereotypical villain, but uh <laughs> I'm 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 definitely interested. Yeah, I mean, I think she looks good. I I think they did as best as they could with her. I was expecting like a like a rebirth kind of route where she is like pretty much a cheetah, no long hair yeah. or anything. But I like the way they went. A lot of people can compare it to the Cats movie, but I think it looks way better than that, at least. I like how she has a growl to her voice. Yeah. So, I think she looks fine. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, after that, right after the Wonder Woman panel, the Gotham Knights panel came on. Which, at first, we didn't know it would be Gotham Knights. We just knew new Arkham game. Well, well we knew it was Warner Brothers Montreal, so we had a feeling. <laughs> they've been teasing the Court of Owls back game for the longest time, so we're everyone's thought was it's going to be set after Arkham Origins and it's going to be a Court of Owls game. It was not. <laughs> nope, not at all. It was Gotham Knights. Nice. Don't even set in the Arkhamverse. It's going to be outside the Arkhamverse. Is this yeah. confirmed? Yeah, confirmed. Okay. Not Arkhamverse. You could play as Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, or Robin as Tim Drake Robin, not Damian Wayne, which a lot of people were confused for at first, including us. <laughs> uh, but it is going to be two-player, not four-player. Uh, it could be single player if needed to be. It will be a full on story co- featuring a level up system, health bars, and experience points, which is a little odd. Very not Arkham y. Besides that, it looks like Arkham, but it's not Arkham at all. Um, the, well, the beginning of the trailer, too, like the uh, like the cinematic you yeah. know, part of it, looked exactly like Arkham Knight. Yeah, exactly. And Batman was Kevin Conroy, which is Arkham Knight's Kevin. Was it Kevin Conroy? I'm pretty sure it was. I didn't think it was when I heard it. Maybe I'm wrong. That's not a fact. <laughs> if you were is, hearing this, listen, uh, it's it's a history of the Flash fact that I did not think that was Kevin Conroy. Okay, well, maybe, maybe you're right. You made me doubt myself. I, I totally thought it was Kevin Conroy. So when the trailer first came out, and even afterwards, I'm like, this is Arkham, but it's not. It was actually confirmed later on in the in the panel that. It's not Arkham how, at all. how do you feel about it being separate from Arkham? It, we'll get to it in a second, but I feel like it looks it seems more like an Arkham game than the Suicide Squad game, which is Arkhamverse. So I kind of wish it was. I feel like Arkham Knight left a perfect Bat Family moment. I would agree, but at the same time, I think you were a little bit stuck in certain stories if you follow Arkham Knight because Jason is Jason at this point. You know, he's the scarred Arkham Knight. Tim and Barbara are married. Oh yeah, I forgot. About Terrible. That. Tim has a buzz cut. Um, 
you know, like, like there's no possibility of Alfred, you know, because of Arkham Knight, because he, you know, went away with Bruce. I don't know. I just all, all the like a lot of the villains have already been kind of solved, you know, like Mister Freeze and all that. And I don't know. It, it just it seemed like to me there's more story flexibility if you separated from the Arkhamverse. It still guess- look at the Arkhamverse, but I feel like there's more that you can do with the characters, with the villains, whatever you want to do. So I am a little bit glad that it's not Arkham. Okay. Yeah. And if fair. it ends up bombing, it's then you can't tarnish Arkham's legacy. Yeah, that's a good point. Which it could. Uh, gameplay wise, there was also about a seven minute gameplay. Did you watch yep. it at all? I, I did. Freeze. Okay, it's Batgirl and Tim Drake. Which, which, by the way, Mr. Freeze is a perfect example. If it was connected to Arkham, it would have been like, oh, they poo-pooed Mr. Freeze's story because it was so... Yeah, in Arkham Knight. Even though it was a DLC, it was a great story. Yeah, exactly, of him with Nora. Kind of had a few games tear it up. Yeah, it was good. Then uh, he was just like, ah, ha, ha, I'm going to freeze Gotham. (laughs) So it's like, okay. Uh, The gameplay, very big Avengers game vibes I got from it. Like, we just played the beta last week. So I got huge vibes from the Avengers game. So, I mean, I think it could be polished very much. I think it will be good in the end. I think I'll have a lot of fun with it in the end. I'm sure we'll play it together when it comes out. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm looking forward to playing Nightwing. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. So um, I, I thought, you know, there were some things that looked a little blocky in the gameplay. Like JRJR Superman art. It's a little blocky. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know, I, I think that for a, you know, first look, it's not bad. And I think, you know, typically from, and especially like Avengers is the perfect example, from your first look to the final result, things change a ton. So mm-hmm. uh, I think this is going to be really good. I really believe in this game. Please don't make Tim and Barber together. Please don't make Jason and Barber together. Please just just Dick and Babs. It's, it's not hard. Dick and Babs. That's it. Um, I mean, it looks but, like uh, Tim is very young in this game. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what skins are going to be available. Um, right. So we for Tim right off the bat we saw he has his Red Robin suit like pre fifty two with the cowl. A little bit different. It's not the exact suit. Yeah. It was a little different. So it gives me maybe injustice vibes where you can kind of customize certain pieces. And yeah, then he has like um, a Robin suit that's very similar to Damian Wayne's, where it's kind of long. Yeah, so. well, and that, that's that started the confusion of is it Damien or is it Tim? Yeah, so, it is confirmed to be Tim. So yeah, so I uh, yeah I, I listen. I'm I think it has a lot of potential. We'll have to see how it kind of shapes up as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm you know very curious to see what the story is going to be because Court of Owls without Bruce is interesting. I'm assuming Bruce is being held captive by the court. Yeah. Something like that. I'm sure Bruce is alive. Maybe they'll have to fight him at one point, which would be interesting. Um, I I agree with you. Nightwing is the one that I'm most looking forward to playing with. I think Jason uh, could be fun, too. Yeah, Jason could be fun. It really depends like how they do the guns. I could see it being a lot like how Black Widow was in the Avengers beta. Okay, yeah, that'd be cool. Like being able to like grapple the guns. Like you know, the guns aren't your only weapon. Like you can fight hand to hand, but you could take mm-hmm. out the guns. So in the end, he was um, trained by Batman. So yeah, you could do hand to hand for sure. I think Tim could also be fun <laughs> with the staff if if they add the staff. Um, I, I'm more concerned with like the skins because you know if we get like a three Joker's pack and I could have Barbara Ooh. in the three Joker suit. Ooh. Yeah, and Ooh. get the I would want some 
Finger stripes on Nightwing. Dixie style. Literally took the words out of my mouth. Finger stripes is the way to go on Nightwing. Three Um, Jokers, Red Hood. Yeah, Three Jokers, Red Hood. Tim. That Red Robin, like the the comic Red Robin suit is fire. Um, I would love a new 52 Tim Drake suit. I like it a lot. I. It depends on the artist who draws it for me. Sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it looks a little. Yeah, it looks a little bad with the weird like Vegas. uh, uh, Yeah, the the feathers in the back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it maybe like the traditional, you know, Robin '90s suit, uh, or mm-hmm. they could do the one year later where it's kind of like the black and orange instead mm-hmm. of the green. I mean, it so, looks like there's also unique skins. Batgirl in the gameplay has kind of like a pink suit, or purplish pink suit with white eyes. I don't recognize that suit at all from comics. Yeah, it looked kind of like Burnside, but not kind exactly. Of, but it wasn't. So, yeah. yeah. So I feel so, like there's going to be unique skins too, where it's just the game made it, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm here for it. I wonder if, like, I could see Nightwing having the red New 52. Oh, I, it would be neat. cool if they put in Disco Wing from the 80s. I would love that, actually. That'd just be fun to run around in. <laughs> with, the, um, with the ponytail. Ah, <laughs> oh, the really God, long hair. that's great. Um, but, yeah, that goes down his back. But, yeah, just... uh, yeah, overall, I think the game looks good. It's funny, because after Arkham Knight came out, and this is when I was uh, pretty big into GTA Five, I remember saying that, it would be so cool to me if you were able to do a superhero game. And this was after Arkham Knight, so I was thinking Batman. To do a Batman game where it's, you know, in GTA 5, you could switch between Trevor, Michael, and... Uh, the other guy. <laughs> uh, Lamar. No, Lamar? No, that's Frederick? Not right. Francis? Oh. Franklin? Oh. Franklin, there you go. <laughs> wow, that was, that, that, that was bad. Um, <laughs> oof, geez. Anyway, um, I played that game so much. Uh, but anyway... You know, how you were able to switch between them and toggle between them of like, all right, I want to go play as Michael now or I want to go play as Trevor now. And like them all having select like, you know, moves that were custom to them and, Mm -hmm. you know, puts you in a different area of the map. Like they could really do cool things with this of like when you turn into Nightwing, you start in Bloodhaven instead of of starting in Gotham. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I I mean I don't know if that would be too big of a if map, the, but yeah, I mean Bloodhaven's close by. They could do that. Yeah, they could do a version across the bay type thing. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of potential there. And like I remember saying this, like after GTA Five, I'm like they should make a Batman game like this after Arkham Knight. I'm like they should make a Batman game like this. Switch between them, especially when in the end of Arkham Knight you could play with Nightwing and you kind of switch back and forth. I always switch to Nightwing. So yeah, same. Or even I was like I really want I really want to play as him. So yeah, yeah. This is I think this has potential to be groundbreaking. And um, I probably said a few weeks ago, I think after Miles Morales was announced that DC needed to step up their game when it came to video games. It looks like they're bringing it with the next one as well. So this one and uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're you're definitely right. I'm looking forward to this game. I'm curious for the new info coming out and. No full official release date yet. We just know it's 2021. After that panel came the panel where JD was working. The Flash panel. Movie panel. Oh, did you watch the whole thing? Like the whole panel? No, I've only seen clips of it. I have not seen the full panel. Okay, so they start off by saying that Ezra was born to play the Flash. He's the perfect casting for the Barry Allen. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. You know, the guy with black hair playing the blonde guy who is very hyper and... Uh, very much not like Barry. Born Scared of bugs flash. and bullets and yeah, obnoxiously I tall just people. Push people and run away. And brunch. Don't. What is brunch? Ah. Uh, anyways, um, 
the move the panel itself felt like uh hey look at our director he directed it chapter one and two because the whole thing was showing behind the scenes of it it and it too so i was like okay yeah i got it you got a good director looking forward to it balance this horror and comedy that's cool that's a good choice the only information we got from this at all was that um that concept art that's been going around two pieces of concept art of ezra miller will be getting a new suit and one of the concept art features him in the new suit with uh michael keaton batman in the background kind of putting the final nail in the coffin that yes this is confirmed to happen uh michael keaton in the same suit obviously but yeah what do you think of the new suit from what we kind of see in those shadowy pictures i it reminds me a lot of injustice 2's flash suit mm-hmm. where you don't have the white logo behind you know it's it, it looks a lot like that i i should probably make a side-by-side post at some point but i don't know i, I think it's eh. yeah same I, I mean i feel like cw kind of nailed like you know in their most recent season like how the flash suit should look for the oh, most yeah, part that's a great flash suit so you know it's really only missing the ear bolts and yellow the yellow boots. boots and that's it so that's why I was hoping the movie Flash could knock that out of the park. I don't know. It's, it's okay. I, I posted about this and Eunice uh, messaged me about it. And he said that, you know, they, they got to try to differentiate themselves from the CW. And I thought like, why though? Like, yeah. I mean, you're playing the, the same CW character. is nailing it. Why? Like, and, and I brought up that Henry and Tyler, they have different Superman suits, but it has the general, you know, this is Superman and you know, they're, they didn't need to be differentiated. And he was, and he was saying that like, it's, it's different when it comes to flash because of how big the flash show is, as opposed to Tyler Superman being a side character. I don't know. I, I, if that's the reason, I think that's kind of a dumb reason to yeah. try to, you know, Oh, we don't want to be alone. Well, why yeah. get the best suit out possible? Yeah. If, right. if anything, I said to Eunice, why not do the regime flash suit from injustice, which, Ezra kind of had the makings of it, but not quite, where it's a little bit more metallic. Not full metallic, but it's a little bit more metallic. You have the huge ear wings, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's got like a little bit of a different look. Like That would have been cool. It's different than CW if you need to be different than CW, but it still exactly. respects who the Flash is. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see it. Concept art typically is not, you know, picture for picture what it's going to look like as an actual suit, but it reminds me of Injustice 2, which is not, you know, eh. <laughs> it's okay yeah uh that was kind of the only information of the flash and the same idea i think it's all right it's not bad it's just you know what i'm saying uh when the flash panel ended the suicide squad panel began which was uh the cast of the suicide squad with james gunn playing a little trivia game before going on to a behind the scenes video and who's playing who so weird we didn't get a trailer james gunn said like we shot the movie it's all done shooting we're, we're in editing now but we don't have enough to show a trailer you know all batman's just like we shot 25 percent, and here's the trailer <laughs> yeah That's... so they showed behind the scenes which is kind of weird to see because we've seen nothing of this movie and we're seeing all this behind the scenes of them in a jungle and them in a prison and them in, in like a swampy area and in buildings so it's like this would have been cool just to wait for the trailer but you know it was cool did you watch it yeah okay and it's it looks cool. John, it looks like John half the cast C- John Cena's playing a douchey Captain America. Yeah. I like that Peacemaker. A lot of characters that even I haven't even heard of before being played. Like, I've never heard of the Weasel before in the comics. So. Yeah, well, I mean, basically, James Gunn is taking, like, hey, you appeared in one issue in the 70s in Suicide Squad. 
come on in. Yeah, I will <laughs> which kill is, you off. <laughs> which is, you know, if, if you're looking through a dollar box and uh, you come across some old Suicide Squad issues, you might want to put them to the side because you Only may have some decent, valuable first first appearances coming up for the movie. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, first appearances are can be worth a lot. And in this case, a lot of characters are very one-off characters that are definitely going to get their heads blown off. Can't wait to watch Pete Davidson blow up. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pete Davidson. He could climb anything. <laughs> just gets his head blown off. Oh, but yeah, it looks like a fun movie. It looks, yeah, that what I just said. It looks like a very fun movie. It's not saying that I'm like, let's go kind of thing, but I'll see it. Basically, if this was 2014 and that he was showing like, Dave Bautista is going to be Drax and Bradley Cooper is going to be Rocket Raccoon. People would be like, okay. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. okay, yeah, it looks like fun, but who the hell are these people? So mm-hmm. that's what I think James Gunn's going for. Take obscure characters and put them together and see what happens. So Exactly. I, I, I think it'll be good. I mean, the only characters that I know will for sure live are probably Amanda Waller and Harley Quinn. I feel like anyone else has a good chance of dying here, which is oh, pretty you, exciting. Oh, you think Boomerang would die? Uh, probably not actually. Boomerang will probably live. I think Boomerang. I could see Rick Flag dying. Uh, yeah, I could. Elba, I think, is too big to die, and yeah, that's it. Everyone else, I think, has potential to die. Mm-hmm. And they'll obviously won't kill Harley. So yeah, looks like fun though. Uh, going on after that was DC's special announcement, which was the one where you had the Mike Wazowski meme too, because we didn't know what this was going into it. So a lot oh, of us yeah, were yeah. like. Oh, it could be a new, like. Well, well, they, they said they friends. said it's a surprise panel, so right away we were like, "Man, it's still two. Like, yeah, please, please, that, please. And, oh, and then yeah, we, we set the bar a little too high, but then they were like, "Oh, it's mm-hmm. going to be a comic-based announcement." So right away we're like, uh, "Reboot, Alex Ross, Mark Wade, like." Really? Yeah, and Alex like, Ross during this was like, everyone watch DC. Coming soon. Yeah, yeah. coming soon. He's like posting pictures That's of Hal it. Jordan and Starfire, being like, "Get ready, DC fandom." Alex Ross had nothing to do with any of DC fandom. <laughs> he was just trying to build the hype. I get it, but he, he didn't. He, his name wasn't mentioned. I don't think any of his art was shown. So it's like okay. So it ended up being a few different things. For co- comics, were being revived. I, I didn't quite catch this. Did- uh, yeah. So so Miles, I I watched the beginning of it, and then I'm like, once I realized what it was, I was like, okay. Uh, but it's Milestone Comics, which is an imprint of DC, which is where most famously Static Shock came from. Uh, they're being revived. Uh, now, this is something that they've kind of talked about for years at this point. Uh, they've wanted to use like Static Shock on Young Justice over the years, actually. Yeah. Um, so, But the, the getting the rights for Milestone has always been tough. There's always been a big debate whether or not they're part of DC Comics. So... Um, for the past like probably like, 10 years it's like milestones coming back and then it's never you know comes to anything this yeah. is probably the biggest of those announcements to actually be like milestones coming back i'll believe it when i see it because there's been too many times where it's been like milestones coming back this year but uh in in the case that it is coming back they got a few titles going on uh one of which is going to be stat a new static shock and they also announced that a Static Shock movie is going to yeah. be happening. It's in the works. They briefly I, said that. They kind of just said, like, oh, and they're getting ready get it over it, which movie. is another thing that a Static Shock movie's been in production since 2008, you know? like Yeah, so it's it, like Adam, but at the same time, again, I just kind of took that and just tossed it over with the Deadshot movie. 
Oh god! Okay, I don't know if this is actually gonna. Comic Hunter said Static Shock is not happening. You heard it here first, oh, folks. So like you can go back the... to this YouTube video, and if he's wrong, I want you to harass him. Please do, just like JD said that the Joker movie will never happen on whatever episode of Hero Story. <laughs> I will never live past that one. But, but anyway, I am, um... I am saying that it's not gonna happen. I don't think Static Shock movie will happen. I would love I, I... for it to happen. I just don't feel like it will i mean as a proud owner of static shock number one let it happen <laughs> oh that's right yeah well, that's uh, just go up then right, yeah that. that's great but uh you know i think that i used to watch the show as a kid and i enjoyed it and i think i did too static is one of those characters that i think uh a lot of people relate to mm-hmm. so i so i think you know seeing him on the big screen could be cool and getting a new comics cool as well i don't know if i'll read it i guess it would depend on who's the uh creative team attached to it but before i commit but yeah i'd I'd have to see some stuff but uh yeah it's cool that he's getting a title it's cool that milestone's coming back but again at first we were like man of steel 2 and then we were like reboot so when it turned out to be milestone we were just like okay (laughs) yeah it was just kind of like uh all right well you know moving on and then they did move on man of steel 2 didn't get announced because i i mentioned this in the group chat i think that its last chance was DC Fandom, and now the Fandom's done. I don't think Man of Steel 2 is ever going to get announced. No. Yeah, it's not. Henry Cavill only appeared for the Snyder Cut scene, and he was only there to ask a question. That was it. Yeah. That was pretty sad. <laughs> well, so sad. after the Milestone stuff was announced, there was a few different panels. I'm, I'm only, we're only going to talk about the big ones that happened. So the next big one was Black Adam, uh, which had The Rock. Basically, answer a few fan questions, uh, taunt the Justice League, and show off some concept art. Featured Karnak. It featured the suit again. We got to see the suit. By Boss Logic and Jim Lee. Yep. They worked together just like they did for the first concept art, which came out a few months back. Uh, Just showing off what the suit could look like. Again, it might not look like this in the end. Uh, The Rock kind of briefly went over the origin story, how he was a slave who met the wizard, gained the powers of Shazam, said Shazam, never said Shazam again. So that's basically the origin of Black Adam. He said that he is going for a superhero route, but he doesn't like to work with others. He's He does things his own way, which is kind of like Adam's character. JSA will be in this. Uh, we had the actor playing Adam Smasher, which so many people seem to hate so much. I don't know why. <laughs> I like Common Boy especially hates. Yeah, I, I don't have any experience with this actor before, so a lot of people seem to hate him. He came into the panel when like, are you safe for the JSA? And everyone was like, oh my god, JSA is coming to this movie, but it's only going to be Hawkman, Dr. Fate, one other person that I forget. Cyclone? Another like minor character. Minor character, um, yeah. Was gonna be Hawk Girl, but they decided yeah. to change that. I don't know. I, I feel like there's more to it. I or at least there could be more to it for the JSA, because mm-hmm. a JSA of four is a little low. I, I do think there's gonna be another character. Yeah, in the end this is it hasn't even started filming yet. So I feel I like mean, it the, definitely the, could. The the two most Maybe not the most popular, but the most like well-known characters of the JSA are Alan Jay Scott Garrick. Green Lantern and Jay Garrick. So mm-hmm. to not include either of them if you're going to do JSA seems a bit odd to me. It'd be really cool to have Alan come in. Yeah. And even yeah. Jay, just to get that into the storyline. Um, this movie seems to be taking place in like possibly like the 60s or the 70s, I guess, in that case. Yeah. I mean, they didn't say time right but since the jsa are in it it sounds like they said yeah, um a older. so the rock said at one point i became he was monologuing as if he was reading the script he's like and then i became black adam and a thousand years later 
I'm still king or something like that. He says something like that. So it doesn't take place like we thought it would take place like thousands of years from now when Karnak was fairly fresh. But it seems like it's taking place more like the 60s, 50s, something like that since the JSA are around, which I'm okay with. That's cool. Uh, That was kind of all we got from the Black Adam panel. But right after we had a few other panels and then Shazam panel came on, which was hilarious. Did you watch this? I, I didn't. This is one that I did not see uh, at all. Please look it up. It is so funny. Like the cast is hilarious, except Freddy, the guy who plays Freddy. He has a mustache and it's weird because he still has the same face of like a child. So <laughs> it, it was so weird to see him with a little mustache. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was a little and, strange. And, and that's by the way, that's the concern with these kids. If you want to do Shazam one, Shazam two, and Shazam three, Shazam three, where they finally meet Black Adam. You gotta film them back to back because these kids are growing up. Mm-hmm. Yuri has a I mean, mustache. Plays, it's a weird. The, the one who plays Mary, I mean, she's like twenty three. She's like a grown woman. Yeah, and she was playing a seventeen year old in the first movie. So, I mean, granted, they could still do Billy Batson as like a twenty year old becoming Shazam. It's just a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> a little weird. So I'm hoping they film Shazam three right after two. I understand because of COVID that stopped for a bit, but the title will be called Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Um. It wasn't really said here, but Mr. Mind is likely the villain. We don't know if Dr. Savannah will be in it or not, or Black Adam, but Mr. Mind seems to be the main villain. All the Shazam we are returning, and um, as well as a comedian. I forget his name. Damn it. There, he was in the panel, and he was like saying that he's going to be a big role. Ah, damn, I forget his name already, but he was hilarious. He joined the panel, that. and he's like, hey, can I be in the movie? And Zachary Levi is like, yeah, sure, man. And he goes, thanks, John Krasinski. And just moves on. He was really funny, and they they were just making jokes the whole time. But the only big news was, um, it's going to be a little bit longer than the first movie, I believe they said. Uh, the villain, Mister Mine, will be in it, but they're also talking about other villains too. Uh, none were said though, and that it's going to be called Fury of the Gods. Those were the main things. So yeah. After that, Aquaman had a very pointless panel, to be honest. It was just Patrick Wilson and James Wan just saying, hey, remember filming Aquaman? That was fun, hey? And then they just laugh about how good friends they were. Entertaining, but we didn't get any information whatsoever from this. Uh, The main thing that we got, the only thing that we got was that Ocean Master will be returning to the sequel. The panel ended very very suddenly, too. Usually all these panels are just like, thanks for watching, thanks for being a GC fan, and we can't wait for you guys to see what's coming next. That's how it would end. But this one... James Wan's just like, hey, Patrick Wilson, you want to be in the sequel? He's like, oh, am I going to be handcuffed the whole time? And then they start laughing, and then Patrick Wilson goes, well, I guess the handcuffs are made of seaweed, so I could just kind of bite through, right? And they start laughing, and then it ended. So Yeah, I thought that was bizarre that there was nothing. I take this as Amber uh, Heard is not getting fired, because if they were going to replace her, I feel like fandom would have been the place to announce a new Mera, so yeah james one said the script is almost complete so they haven't finished yet but may- maybe they will we-, we have to wait and see because even jason momoa wasn't part of fandom it was- like this aquaman panel was very much just <laughs> they asked us to come here we don't have any information to tell you but here we are <laughs> so i don't know we'll have to wait and see something for us to write down here that actually happened before this snyder cut snyder cut panel happened what did you think of that the one that I watched. Um, it was good. I I didn't love the song choice. I, I do think oh, Hallelujah yeah. is a great song. I just didn't like the version of it. Yeah. And this is the same problem I have with um, 
in Watchmen, Watchmen. <laughs> uh, they used the worst version ever of uh, uh, Sound of Silence. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Hello, Darkness, my uh, friend. Uh, what's the band? Uh, what's the group? Jeez, uh, wow, you this is got a... this. Green Day, full Blue Man Crew, full moon, full mental collapse. Ah, oh, God, full moon. Okay, the song. <laughs> anyway, it's it's wow. This is Simon Garfunkel. There we go. That took way too long. No, um, oh, I look like anyway, Garfunkel. <laughs> but anyway, um, he's like in Watchmen. Zack Snyder uses possibly the worst version of that song I've ever heard before. And every time I watch Watchmen, I cringe because that song is like, like it's a beautiful song, but it's a terrible version. So in this one, uh, in the Snyder Cut trailer, they use Hallelujah, beautiful song. I thought terrible version, at least. I mean, I don't know if maybe that that version has personal meaning to him. I know he used the song because of his daughter, so mm-hmm. perhaps maybe they like that version, but I'm not quite a fan of that version, so. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't that. know. It kind of, that, that's the only thing that kind of took me out of it. I mean, watching the trailer was cool, but I was like, I kept thinking like, I don't know. I'd like to see the trailer redone. Like if somebody could re-edit it, like a Man of Steel type trailer. I feel like that could be cool. That would have been better, more dramatic. I feel like this one was just like, Hallelujah, it's actually coming out. <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was good. Um, I was really surprised to see it start with Darkseid. Um, PS3 Darkseid? Well, well, I was about to say, a lot of people online were saying how Darkseid looks so good. I don't see, yeah, I don't get that. I, I think that was a lot of people kind of kissing ass to Snyder because I thought that. He looked like a video game character. It's like, clay, it's like Claymation, so. Yeah. I guess it's not done yet. Like, I'm sure yeah. it'll look better. But people are, like, posting pictures of him next to Thanos. In, like, yeah, that, that, I saw that comparison. They're like, like he, he looks better than Thanos. I was like... No, he doesn't. <laughs> you can hate the MCU. I, I get it. A lot of people seem to... A lot of the film bros hate the MCU. But Thanos' CGI is top-notch. Like, that that looks real. That looks like a real giant alien. Darkseid looks like a video game. Yeah. Why are you comparing the two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very odd. But yeah, um, I definitely didn't expect the trailer to start with Darkseid. But we'll see how Darkseid's presence is. Other than that, um, it looks good. You know, it, it definitely has me hyped. Um, the idea of it, it's going to be either four hours. You this four one-hour episodes or one four-hour uh, movie. movie. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do the episodes first, and then they're going to do the movie. For those living in a place like myself without HBO Max, Zack Snyder is in the process of getting... It's streaming elsewhere for in case you don't have HBO Max. So Netflix, please. <laughs> Though I, I kind of hate that in a way. I mean, no, no, that's good that it'll be on like Netflix for you. But like, should the goal not be to roll out HBO Max to Canada then? As opposed yeah. to like, I'm, like this was the same problem I had with uh, Titans for Canada. It, it was like uh, Titans is coming to Canada soon. It'll be on Netflix. And it's like, and then when season two was coming out, they're like, it'll be on Netflix for season two. And it's like, why are we not focusing on making this like our streaming Worldwide. service available as opposed to putting it on another streaming service? Like that was bizarre to me. And even so, then, I, I I hope they don't make the same problem, but the, they don't make the same mistake rather with HBO Max of not making it worldwide. They've definitely made you know it more accessible for worldwide, but like not being in Canada, like come on, what are you doing? I feel like yeah, I feel like that's a big country that you could promote it, and like we're right next to America, yeah. So. Even then, Titans like came out like like a year after it ended or something on Netflix. Oh, that would so. be crazy if you guys get the Snyder Cut late 
Oh my god. I will god. be finding other ways to watch. <laughs> take a trip to take to the trip to the US. You can come watch it with me. Or yo ho yo ho. I'll find another way to... <laughs> way online. But yeah, I'll go to the US literally. I'll I'll stay there for four weeks to watch every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stay at your house if that's cool. <laughs> uh yeah, of course. Uh now did they say whether the episodes would be out first or the yeah. movie would be out first? Episodes first. So they'll do one, hour one, hour two, hour three, hour four on a weekly basis. And after that's out, one week later, full thing. I I mean, I get it. I, I don't love it, but I get it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd rather watch it all at once, but I don't want to get spoiled. So I'll be watching it weekly. So, you know, oh, well, uh, looks good, though. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have to wait and see how good it is. No release date yet. I was kind of expecting a release date, but we didn't get one. Uh, <laughs> Ray Fisher sound really nervous in it. <laughs> I don't know. If he, saw. he did. They, they did like little things where Ben Affleck came on and was like, hey, what's your favorite superhero? And Zack Snyder said, Dr. Manhattan. For whatever reason. Like, oh, ah, why? The cringe. Oh, <laughs> man. I thought that was such an odd answer. Because, and that's, since I was watching that in the Home Devo break room, uh, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was messaging the guys in the chat and I was like, did he just say Manhattan's his favorite superhero? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was expecting a Watchmen answer, but I was not expecting Manhattan. <laughs> I was expecting Superman. Because he said, oh, no, well, I, besides I, I, Batman, he said. So Batman, I guess, is his favorite. Because Ben Affleck was like, it's probably Batman, right? Like, he was trying to, yeah. like, pressure him, which was funny and all. But then he said, Dr. Manhattan. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I, I was expecting maybe Rorschach or something. But I was like, mm. Manhattan? Huh. Yeah, even Rorschach, I'd be kind of, like, raising my eyebrow, too. But even Ray Fisher, when he came on, he's like, hey, uh, um... Zach, Zach, hey, uh, <laughs> I didn't accuse you of anything, so, uh, <laughs> um, going on what we were just mentioning with Titans, Titans had a panel too that I watched for some reason, which was the cast watching scenes from season one and two for like 30 minutes. Why would you really subject weird. yourself to this? I just didn't want to get up because I knew my back would crack and I'd be in pain for the rest of the day. <laughs> this was like hour seven. So, uh, I watched it. The only, the thing that they did confirm is Barbara Gordon is coming to season three. And Red Hood is coming to season three. About to be the smallest Red Hood ever. Smallest Red Hood, and I can't wait for them to screw up Babs. Yep. And they they recently revealed that um, Babs will be an ex-girlfriend of Dick Grayson. So, <laughs> Which makes sense. Get ready for the relationship drama between him, Starfire, and Babs. Yeah. Is he with Starfire? I didn't finish season I, two. I couldn't tell you. I, I don't watch Donna. Titans. But Donna, did Donna die? I, I, I didn't finish season two, so... Donna meets the wrong end of a lightning bolt. Oh, of course. Um, going on after that was the other game, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. Another video game, Evil Superman. But uh, at least, you know, Brainiac ship, Brainiac's controlling him. Yeah, that... it's not. It's not like it's just Superman's like, I'm evil now. Like, it's like Brainiac controlling him. I think it's a little better. I mean, yeah. listen, I'm still like on the fence. I'm like, oh, God, I had to watch Superman kill someone. But I, I think using the Brainiac control could be fun. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of potential for this game because you could actually take chances of like, we're going to kill Superman or we're going to kill the Flash. I don't know. There, there's yeah. something cool there. Um, I, again, I think connecting to the Arkhamverse a little weird on the Arkhamverse because Deadshot's a different race here. So well, yeah. So De- Deadshot is Hispanic in uh, Arkham's Origins. Was he in City or Origins? He was in Origins. I know that. I think he was I in City he, too. I think he was in City as well. Yeah, he was. Either way, in Origins. I, I, either way, he's Hispanic in the Arkhamverse, and he's like, you know, like his complexion is 
lighter. I mean, he's still Hispanic, but he's definitely lighter. And then in this game, he's black. And then in... I thought someone was saying that uh, Batman Assault on Arkham, the animated movie, ties into the Arkhamverse. I don't know that this is confirmed. Oh, I didn't know that. Some I didn't know this either, but someone was saying, and they could be wrong. Someone's got to fact check this. Harper, are you still here? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, someone was saying that Assault on Arkham is connected to the Arkhamverse. And if it is, I believe King Shark dies. and He does. He does. Boomerang dies? No. No. Yeah, some, maybe. Someone no, else dies in the trailer. King Shark so, does die, though. Yeah, so if that is connected, it's like, it's not the biggest canon to break. Like, it's not like, you know, the biggest worry. And I think even the Deadshot stuff could be kind of glazed over in a way. But mm. as a 100% canon guy, I'm like. Yeah, same continuity. <laughs> that, why is it the Arkhamverse then? There's, there's a rumor League? that they want to connect with the Arkhamverse because they don't want Batman in it. Because they don't want the Suicide Squad killing Batman, which is like the weakest sauce I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, what? He loves their loves their Batman. Yeah, I see what you mean, though. Um, it's just kind of confusing there. As far as gameplay, I feel like the the cast is. I hope there's more because right now it's very like typical. I mean, you got Harley Quinn, you got Deadshot, you got Captain Boomerang, you got King Shark, which is kind of like. I was hoping more of a unique cast for this. I was hoping to see Black Manta, Reverse Flash, maybe Grodd, but instead we got kind of the typical guys. So but I, I, I think there is more to be revealed. I hope so. Uh, right now, as far as casting goes, I think it's good. Tara Strong returns to voice Harley Quinn. Um, I can't remember the rest of the cast, but I did enjoy King Shark's dialogue in the trailer, like when Superman uh, saves that guy from the helicopter or defeats him. And he goes like, Superman is here. The mighty Superman has just returned or something. I thought that was funny. But yeah. in the end, I don't know if I'm excited for this. I, I, I think it'll be good. I don't know. The, the teaser trailer wasn't like anything crazy for me, but I think it'll be good. I didn't love the Harley Quinn look with the buns. Wasn't, I don't know. For, she I feel had like, that in Suicide Squad Rebirth with Jim Lee. Yeah. No, no, no. I, no, I know it's from the comics. I just think like when it comes to Harley looks, you've kind of already... You've already mastered it when it comes to either, you know, the live action, what they're doing with Margot Robbie now, or the Arkhamverse already had a pretty great, you know, mm -hmm. Harley look down. So, I mean, we'll see. As, again, it's just like, you know, like um, Black Widow changed a lot from Avengers first announced to the game release. So, I, you know, I don't doubt of that course, yeah. the way the characters look will be changed, but... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, interesting that they're combining Captain Boomerang. Uh, Boomerang Senior, uh, George, is just throws the boomerangs. Uh, Captain Boomerang Junior, Owen, is half-brother to Bart Allen. He's the one that has the speed bursts. Uh, in this yeah. game, it appears to be the father by look, by sound, by everything. But he has the speed bursts. Which is fine. I mean, the speed bursts were probably going to be more fun to play with anyway. Yeah. But at that point, just why not just up. make it Owen? Yeah. Like, like that's that's something that kind of annoys me with, like, you know, you're going to take so many characteristics of a character, why not just make it them? Like, yeah, and listen, there's probably mean. no, there's no Captain Boomerang Jr. fans out there who are like, how can they take away our moment of the sun? Yeah, exactly. But, but, like, at the, <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of just like, was like what's the point of making him the father then 
Yeah. I mean, just for gameplay purposes, it seems at this point, but I'll have to wait and see. Granted, this game, the, the end of this whole panel showed 2022. So we have to wait way over a year for this game to release. So we'll have to wait and see more information coming from it. I mean, we're going to get Gotham Knights probably several months before, and maybe even a full year beforehand. So we just have to wait and see. We'll find yeah. out soon. Uh, last thing on, on this, the final panel, as my back was making me making me tear up here, the Batman trailer, something that I've been waiting I for the I shall whole break, time. Hunter. Yep, thanks, Bane. Uh, so... <laughs> The Batman trailer finally arrived. Well, the Batman panel. We didn't even know we were getting a trailer. Although we that was a big did. shock to me. It was actually leaked online an hour beforehand. As a loyal Home Depot worker who was working hard instead of watching DC Phantom, <laughs> I did not know about the leak online. So I did, and I refused when, to watch when, it. When all of a sudden I got home and I'm watching the Batman panel and they're like, trailer time, I was like, Tra- trailer? Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I expected some images maybe but that would be about it because they warner brothers actually posted three images from the trailer like three hours before but they're just images of robert pattinson's bruce wayne we didn't see the bat suit or anything it was just robert pattinson with like the the makeup under the eye when he's, yeah the one that everyone was posting yeah exactly warner brothers posted that like during the the titans panel or something like that like oh man people are leaving dc panels <laughs> <laughs> hey people are bored from the titans yeah so they posted that uh, but yeah, then the trailer eventually leaked, but I, I never watched it. I just waited for the actual panel to start. Uh, the main thing we got from this, from Matt Reese talking, is he's taking a lot of inspiration from the comic Batman Ego. Uh, uh, and Long Halloween in year one and all that. Yeah, Long Halloween year one. You could see inspiration from that straight up from the the trailer itself and even Earth one. Um, he, the only 25 to 30% of the movie has been shot, but they have resumed production today as we're recording. Actually, this is the 27th was the day that they were resuming production. And there's already set pictures of the Batmobile back on set. Yep. Um, Pattinson was on for a few seconds at the beginning, just saying, Hey all, welcome to DC universe. Thanks for watching. We, uh, we lost our production due to COVID-19, but we're, we're going back to it soon. And can't wait for you all to see. That so, was a solid Pattinson. Thank you. Are you Tenet? Start... <laughs> yeah, I actually saw Tenet last night, so that, that's where I got it from. I, I still have not seen it yet. Uh, I'm a little scared because of the reviews. Some people said it sounds like Bane muffled. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw it last night, so I kind of I have the Pattinson voice down, how he sounds depressed, but you know, I'm <laughs> also kind of British and sad, but that's why I'm playing Batman. So, (laughs) he came on for a second to talk about that, but then the trailer actually happened. Matt Reese is like, I don't want to leave here like Patrick Wilson and James Wanda say, we have nothing for you, so here we are. The Batman trailer. And then he showed the trailer, and oh my god, I've seen it It probably... It broke the internet. I've seen it a million times at this point. Like, actually, I watched... I've seen it... I've watched it every single day since it came out. And when it came out, I watched it like 20 times. I'm addicted to that trailer. It looks so good. I can't believe this... What do you think of it? Sorry, before I. <laughs> it's it's good. Listen, it's you know, uh, you know, uh, pe- people were kind of accusing me of like not being as hyped as everyone else because I wasn't you know posting uh, my Robert Pattinson lock screen. I'm hyped. <laughs> I, I I think it looks uh, I think it looks very good. I think that you know, I I think this has I've said for a while that you know Batman movies kind of have potential for those who want to draw on the comics because. While we've had a ton of Batman movies, we haven't had one that, comic. you know, yeah, like really feels like the comics, right? So, 
you know, the only I, one that I could think of that came close was maybe Batman v Superman, if you count that. Had, yeah, like, well, well, there was, yeah, exactly. So, I, I you know, I've, I've said for a while there's a lot of potential there, and uh, yeah, it feels like we're finally getting some of that. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, we'll, we'll see how some of the side characters come out. Personally, I've never been a big Catwoman fan, even in the comics. So, you know, I don't know if I'll care so much about the Catwoman sideline, but uh, yeah, I'm is to it see Riddler. legal to introduce Catwoman in the first movie? <laughs> it's, it's, doing it's, that. it's true everyone everyone waits for the sequel or the third so yeah uh, um I'm, I'm also curious about uh you know how riddler is gonna play out because he's not like riddler riddler you know he's not like the guy that you know we know in the comics he seems more so, like uh earth one riddler or close to uh, zero year dark city riddler where he's more psychotic in a way more a lot more dark like i will kill you if you don't get my puzzle <laughs> well well I, I was thinking kind of even like the gotham tv show kind of had like the uh, towards the end he started getting more like bizarre riddler but in the beginning he was more kind of like serial killer uh riddler type so okay yeah, um, yeah. and that's but, what uh, I, I like that i like how they're going a very dark route for this riddler because the last live action riddler was all like uh-huh, riddle me this batman spandex and uh, so it seems uh, like this time we're getting a bit more of a serious like riddler is a threat here like earth one yeah and then as for penguin penguin's a character that i've literally never been interested in comics like i never really understood like why is he a batman rogue I'm like he's so lame mm-hmm. um but they look to be something they look to be doing something different with him we'll see how it turns out you know did you play the telltale batman I did. I, I actually thought that was an interesting take on Oswald Cobblepot. I, I feel think, like, yeah. I, I feel like for you to do Penguin, it has to be something different because I just don't think the comics provide you with enough. And it's rare that I'll say this, but I just don't think the comics provide you with enough to do with Penguin. I don't know. I just he's kind of a boring. Yeah, there's only so way. far you could take the I run the iceberg lounge, you know. So yeah, exactly. I like um, him in Arkham City. I like his role there, where he's just he's just a mob boss in a way. He's a lower end kingpin. Yeah. So, I just hope he has the accent. Like the what? Little Cockney accent. Yeah. Nightwing. <laughs> what are you Blimey. doing here? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so between that and Sad Pattinson, we got a very British movie. Um, <laughs> the uh, I Am Vengeance scene. Oh my yes, god. That was that was intense. It's uh, a brutal someone Batman did a clip. again. Someone did a clip. Someone did a clip where uh, I think it was. Uh, oh, who was it? Someone I followed did a clip where it was uh it was like a three uh panel thing and it was like uh, a video clip. The top one is Kevin Conroy saying I am uh, uh I am the I night, am the night. Uh, I am uh Pattinson saying I am vengeance and then Bale saying I'm Batman. Okay. And uh it it made me uh it, it made me feel some things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Holy shit, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's an intense line. This is a this is a brutal Batman. Listen, this is this I like is that. Kind of like the, I I like it to the point of is he gonna kill or not? Because don't, if he kills, I will be bad. <laughs> I will. Uh, please don't have this Batman kill. Because one of, one, one of the coolest things about Affleck's Batman is how brutal he was in that warehouse scene. But the drawback is he picked death. up a knife. <laughs> yeah. And I'll remember, I'll kill her, I'll do it. And then he's like, I believe you. And just like incinerates that guy. Yeah. <laughs> KG Beast. 
believe me, I'll do it. But then, oh, yeah. I'll kill her. I always think of that. I love that warehouse scene. And today, it still remains my favorite Batman fight scene. But there's that one part where that guy's on the wall. And he's like, ah! And Batman picks up a knife and stabs him in the chest. I'm like, I hate that so much. I'm just going to pretend that never happened. <laughs> so in this case, I hope that Bat, like Robert Pattinson's brutal. Like he is in the trailer. I hope his fight scenes, like he breaks arms and he smashes faces and stuff like that. But make sure they're breathing. I, I mean, all... yeah, the, the the biggest thing, you know, Reeves is, seems to be respecting the comics and, you know, the big theme of uh, year one, big theme of Long Halloween, of like all these Batman comics is that I will not kill no matter what I draw the line. So I'm hoping that Reeves respects that and, you know, it makes it into the movie. We'll see. You know, I'll, like I said, I'll see it when I believe it, but uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I said that backwards. Every Batman uh, kills. I do like the brutal side of Batman as like a, you know, early, you know, I'm in year two type thing. Mm-hmm. But I think as he's more experienced, he should be, you know, more experienced and learn like, okay, I don't have to be this brutal, you know? Yeah, exactly. So maybe he is a little br- too brutal at first. I mean, in the end, this guy just went like, hey, who are you? And then he got his arm snapped. But I feel like Pattinson's so brutal in these thugs is because I'm going to say these thugs just killed someone or killed a few people. And oh, so, yeah, no, I, I, have, I have no doubts that, you know, the thugs deserved it. It's yeah, just, so you know. Bruce is pissed off. He's mad. Like, he couldn't get there on time. And these kids just killed people. So he's like, I'm just going to beat you all up and say, yeah, I'm vengeance. So I like his Batman voice, too. How it's not like Christian Bale's like, Argh. But it's not like Affleck's yeah, I mean, like robotic voice. I have to hear voice. more of it to make sure. Like it's you know quality, but yeah, it sounded pretty good for that line. It so. seems just more like a like a whisper in a way, but it's not a whisper. Just a vengeance kind of thing. So I mean, Robert Pattinson's clearly depressed, so he's just taking that those inner demons and putting them into Batman if, here. If if you made Twilight, wouldn't you be? <laughs> and even Lighthouse, that looked like painful. That, that looks so oh, painful God, to go through. I, I, I oh god, lighthouses. I love so the movie, thoughts. but that looks like a painful film. And and I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. I thought that movie was terrible, and <sighs> I oh god, oh, I offended. <laughs> I just pissed off all the film bros that listen to this podcast. Oh god, um, but but yeah, so uh, yeah, no, the Batman looks good. Uh, favorite part of DC fandom, the Batman. <laughs> we were just talking about it. Fair. Uh, I've, I've actually gotten this question over DM a few times at this point. Uh, we've been taking too long to get the podcast out. I actually thought about recording early, uh, releasing early, but didn't have oh, happening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I've been getting a lot of questions from people like, uh, you know, what, what was your favorite part of Fandom? And honestly, for me, and it's the cheesy answer, but I just really enjoyed everyone having a good time and enjoying themselves. Like, I, I know it's, it's cheesy, but <laughs> Sorry. the kind of, you know, harmony that was going on in dc comics which i mean think about the last like you know since man of steel came out for dc it's been a lot of rocky roads of you know people hate dc dc fans are divided you know batman versus superman whatever dc fans are divided no one can agree on anything you know yeah you're right we love ben affleck you know we hate henry cavill we love henry cavill you know like there's a lot of divide and at fandom you know whether you like grant gustin or ezra miller whether you like comics or you like movies it just felt like everyone was together everyone was in harmony you're everyone right was enjoying themselves i so feel like the closest it's we've... the cheesy answer but no, i enjoyed I it get it the, the closest we have from that since like you said man of steel was the joker movie but even then everyone seemed oh. to like that 
But uh, no one yeah, came... you go on Letterbox D. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I mean, like when it first came out, everyone seemed to really like it and be like, "This yeah. is a good movie." But when you came out of that theater, you weren't like, "Whoa, let's go, DC's back." You're kind of yeah. like, "That was good. Oh, that was that was pretty good." <laughs> like, but, you like, know, it's cool, a dark the cool, movie. The cool so. thing about Fandom is we were able to, and I missed a lot of it, but I was able to leave that like that was a really awesome thing. And I and I think that even when COVID's done, honestly, I think this could be maybe not annually, but Every few years, I think this could be a cool event for when you have a lot of stuff to showcase because, I mean, I don't know the numbers on it, but I can imagine how many, you know, how many people watched it. It must have been a ton. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, probably broke the million mark. Even then, probably. yeah, people like Dwayne Johnson advertising it. And he even advertised when it was, advertised, advertised when it was on, like, hey, I'm on in like 30 minutes. Everyone go to DCFandom.com. So it, it was cool like that. Like, that's a big name talking about. It. So I'm sure a lot of people went on then. And... I'm sure it broke the million mark and not a lot of companies do this, but if you do, the one that comes to mind is Nintendo. They do something like this every like twice a year, three times a year called the Nintendo direct. And the whole fandom comes on. They watch a live video. That's just like DC fandom. That's like an hour long thing. So it's cool that they're doing this. I mean, Comic-Con was canceled this year, so they didn't have much Marvel. didn't have much to show, I guess. So it's not DC was ready for Comic-Con this year and they were really sad that it was canceled, but it was really fun. Uh, so yeah, I see what you mean. It was cool that all of DC was coming together, but in the end, the Batman was my favorite part. Oh yeah, no, if we're talking about trailers, Batman or Snyder Cut was probably my favorite, just because I was like, I don't know, the unexpectedness of both uh, mm-hmm. for Batman actually having a trailer and for Snyder Cut, like Dark Side popping up, I was just like, okay. So you know, there, there's there's definitely yeah, like there there was definitely some cool moments, uh, but yeah, for overall, sure. just it seemed like a fun day to be a DC fan, and uh, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's fandom. We're, I think, over the two-hour mark. <laughs> right. You can probably check here. Um, yeah, we are just over the two-hour mark here. There's a few other uh, news that we could just rapidly fire through if you want. Yeah, yeah, let's rapid fire. Let's do it. Death Metal covers came out for an upcoming issue, one of them featuring Wally West in the Manhattan suit playing drums. <laughs> as, as I said on my Instagram caption, if you went back to 1984... And you show Alan more this picture while he's in his wizard cave doing his wizard spells. <laughs> Would he throw out his idea for Watchmen and be like, it's not worth it? He'd probably try to find a different company. He wouldn't find DC to like publish it. And he goes somewhere listen, else. I have no problem with, you know, the metal variants and all that. Like, it's just the variant cover. You know, it's, it's the 125th variant, by the way. So it's not even like something that you'll often see. Please don't let Death Metal end with a concert. Please, please, <laughs> please don't let it end with a concert. John's too old to play in the band this time, so instead we have Wally West. Oh, Wally West is older? Oh, he has a blue uh, suit. He's cool. You look cool on drums. Alfred's dead, so he's Alfred was on drums last time. So. Jesus. Uh, so yeah, one of the covers also features Superboy Prime, which is pretty neato. Uh, Batgirl ending at issue 50. This actually came out a few weeks ago. We forgot to talk about it, but Batgirl comics ending at issue 50. Yeah, I mean, this is part of our, you know, is there a reboot coming talk? And uh, yeah, Maybe. we'll see. Endless Winter, uh, the upcoming DC event after Death Metal. We don't know much about it, but there was concept art that came out recently featuring Batman and Wonder Woman in winter type clothing. Wonder Woman looks awesome. It looks like she has like some sort of animal fur cape and Batman's wearing a white white cloak so it's pretty cool um as far as endless winter goes we don't know much about it but there's a lot of theories going around that there is a villain called endless winter that might be returning 
at this point. At first, we all thought it was like, oh, it's going to be like Winter Wonderland here with a bunch of ice villains teaming up. Seems like a upcoming villain called In This Winter will be appearing. Yeah. Yeah, my biggest wonder with this event is, is it actually going to be an event or is it going to be a filler event like, you know, Convergence? Yeah, or is it going to be an uh, event leading to a relaunch like Flashpoint? So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, and the last bit of thing was the event Marvel news. Uh, the Avengers game had a launch trailer showing cinematic event of Captain America, Hulk, Black Widow, all the Avengers just running around fighting some robots. And it looks so cool. Like, I highly recommend looking up the Marvel's Avengers launch trailer. This is out in two weeks. So by the time next week's episode is out, the game will be out. Actually, so it's out in like a week, actually. Um, JD and I will probably be playing it and hopefully have a review for you. Not next week, but the week after, maybe? Yeah, maybe. It's possible. Um, and if you are living in certain countries, um, I don't have a list down me at the moment, but you can look up New Mutants is releasing today. So if you live in a country where New Mutants is releasing, have fun watching New Mutants. Does it so, release near you? It does release near me. I might see it actually this week. So. Oh, you already saw it? No, no, not yet, but I might go see it. Oh, so maybe okay. I'll have like a little non-spoiler review for next week's episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know if the theater, because I wanted to see Tenet as well, but I don't think the theater near me is reopened. Yeah, New, New, York, New York has been very strict on uh, things yeah. reopening, so I'm not sure. The gym just reopened, so maybe it's reopened. Yeah, you have to look up. I know New Mutants is releasing some places, but not all places. But I was up, it's releasing in my local theater, or at least the day I was recording here. Uh, I realized when I saw Tenet last night that it was coming out, because I, when I was purchasing my ticket, it was like New Mutants is also out tomorrow, so I was like, oh. Maybe I'll go see that this weekend, and then I'll give my thoughts on the podcast. So, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. Maybe when I go, it'll be like, oh, sorry, it was just delayed. He's like, oh, I understand. (laughs) No need to fret. So, and yeah, that's kind of just the rapid fire news for this week. Well, thanks for listening to this super long episode. I think our longest episode ever. No, th- this is our longest episode ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's it's about a uh, little after midnight here. Uh, oh, jeez. You, you may have seen me lose some energy as the episode went on, but uh, this was a very fun episode to power through. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review. If you're listening anywhere else, we appreciate a follow or subscribe. Subscribe, YouTube, bam. Yeah, uh, hero story. Thanks for seeing our faces if you're listening. If you're still yeah, f- if, if you listen to this full episode, kudos to you. Two hours yeah. a lot. Good job, uh, <laughs> the two of you still here. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, uh, yeah, we appreciate the follow, subscribe. We appreciate likes. We appreciate all that stuff. Uh, for a hero story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. What? <laughs>